A new holiday was born. A festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back! Ladies and gentlemen, commercials, no subscriptions, no network, no rules, and at the end of the day, my friends, no comparison. Welcome to a very special edition of Banal of America's Winter of Weirdness. Uh, As I explained uh, at the end of last week's episode, and any long-time listener knows uh, that this program, the last episode before Christmas was our annual holiday special, which we did for 14 Stunning years. I still can't believe we did it for 14 years uh, with the, the one and only Stanton Friedman. Um, and we ra- poor Stan passed away in 2019, and we sort of wrapped up the holiday special concept with the 15th annual, 15th and final holiday special uh, where myself and Paul Kimball and Aaron Goulias, uh, the, the, the first December after Stan's passing the prior May, uh, you know, celebrated him and, and bid farewell to our good friend. And then, of course, last year, 2020, nobody was in the mood to celebrate anything. So uh, there was no holiday show of any kind from Banal America. There wasn't any holiday programming whatsoever. So um, this year, here we are in the thick of the winter weirdness. And as we got closer to Christmas, I I thought to myself, I want to start a new tradition. It's time to to begin anew. It's time to, you know, do something fresh with the with the banal of america brand uh, over the holidays um so we're not always sad you know i want to change the mood from oh boy i really miss stan to uh a celebration a celebration of the holidays a celebration of of friendship and friends and really kind of what what the season is all about for a lot of people so as i was percolating all this in my mind uh the first guy I wanted to get on, sort of kind of like as a guest, as sort of a co-host in a way, uh, because hopefully we're going to have people rolling through the program over the course of the night, um, is is uh, a longtime friend of the program. He, he's been a listener of Been All of America since before I realized he was famous, before I realized he was a Hollywood actor. Um, he's been in... Drunk History, he's been in the film Tag, he's been in a myriad of, of commercials, he was on the Fox pregame show, uh, NFL, which, which is probably watched by more people than any TV show out there. 
He's been a voice on Bob's Burgers. Um, he's been on a whole bunch of stuff. He's been on the Goldbergs, the Good Place, uh, the Comedy Get Down. He was the he was a big character on the Comedy Get Down. He was he was White Terry. He was uh, in all all sorts of episodes of that, and he was awesome on that. So, it, chances are, if you watch TV regularly, you've seen him, you know him. He is uh, the incomparable Steve Berg, and, and I'm just psyched that he would join me here for this experiment in in, in madness and, and festivity and, and uh, Yuletide, whatever you want to call it. So, so welcome to the Banal of America Christmas Party, Steve Berg. Hey, Mary, or you know, uh, Mary messed it up. Can, I, can we do that again? I'm just kidding. Uh, happy holidays, buddy. <laughs> happy holidays, Banal of America listeners. What a what a joyous joyous time of year! I hope, or maybe not for everybody, but let's try to make it joyous. We're gonna try to make it joyous. We're gonna try to, you know, what's funny is it's kind of like a bummer in a way. Uh, not to, we're already gonna start the, down this road, but yeah, everything <laughs> seemed to be <laughs> everything everything up until like like ten days ago, everything seemed to be kind of kind of going along towards a towards a festive and normal holiday season. Then it all then all of a sudden it was like, Hey, remember that pandemic? It's it's happening again. So everybody everybody freaked yeah. the fuck out and it's awful. It's very I frustrating. Know, man. It is frustrating. I had some things I was uh kind of looking forward to doing and you know now I'm kind of realizing it's probably not such a good idea. So I'm I'm, I'm rearranging my schedule a little bit and uh I think it's gonna be Pretty low pro for me, but um, yeah, obviously not. You know, the news is not great right these days, <laughs> particularly right now. But um, you know, yeah, no, it's out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, and it's, and it's still the Christmas season, so it's you know, it's it uh, it, it, it's like I said, that's kind of why I wanted to uh, to do this to sort of have this rebirth of, of holiday. Cheer on Banal of America. Um, now, what have you? Yes. I last talked to you. I, I, I last talked to you pre-pandemic. I think I think you were one of the one of a handful of the first-time guests we had on the show in our final season, uh, season ten. So right. a while ago, a couple of two or three years ago. Um, yeah. It's so been what, what, at least what's been going been. on? Um, you know, uh, well. I was just kind of working, you know, up until the pandemic. And then uh, a little bit into the pandemic, I actually decided to buy a house in Omaha, Nebraska with my wife, where I'm originally from and where my parents live, just so I could be, you know, kind of closer to them during, uh, you know, while they were like locked down, because I started freaking out that I was so far away from them. So I, you know, know, right now I'm still currently living in Omaha and I've just been kind of uh, going back to LA for work when I have to, it's been, you know, pretty slow. Obviously Uh, things have not been like, you know, fully cooking as usual because of COVID and whatnot, but yeah, it's, it's really kind of worked out pretty easy. That's the one thing about nice thing about technology is that like, I think like for the most part, if I'm willing to travel, I can kind of do my job from wherever. So that's kind of nice. So, you know, I've been uh, very much enjoying being back in the Midwest and having seasons. You know, I think if you're born into seasons, you're kind of wired for seasons. Yeah, that's one of the things that always put me off about California. I did, like, one Christmas in California, and I was like, I don't like this. It just felt too yeah, I mean, too weird. It was just weird. Yeah. I think it's one of those things, I think it's like you grew up in California. That's where you're used to, and then, you know, like anything else is, like, absurd to you. But, like, 
I am right. from the Midwest, and so seasons were like always exciting to me. You know, it feels like you know it's kind of like a clean slate every new season. Maybe maybe it's just mm-hmm. new clothing options that excite me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm, thir- I'm thoroughly enjoying it. You know, like I had extra time in my hands, so I've been kind of poking my nose around Nebraska in terms of a uh, local high strangeness a little bit. So that has been extremely fun. What have you, so what have you dug up locally for, for weird stuff? Well, you know, um, in terms of like, you know, I mean, there, there, there's kind of like, a, I live in, you know, almost like in Eastern Nebraska, right along the Missouri river. And there is okay. just a lot of weirdness. And, um, what people probably don't know is that there's kind of a lot of Sasquatch sightings around here. And really? they almost, and, and they're real, real weird ones too. They're not like, they're just oddball ones. And um, so I'm, I've actually been going out with this bow hunter who had a Sasquatch experience, experience or experience. And he, you know, he, I used to like begged him to take me. He was not advertising this. And he took me out and showed me these like crazy structures showed me some stuff in his trail cam of like orbs of light. And uh, he's had two sightings out there and it's in the middle of nowhere, like these cornfields and stuff like that. And it's so weird and I love it. So I've been having kind of, I've been trying to, you know, kind of get my feet dirty a little bit. Um, wow. And it's been a That's total wild. blast. Yeah. I've been like cold calling park rangers on my spare time. I'll like take, I'll take like 45 minutes if I have a little break from like doing writing stuff, and I'll go like, well, I'm listening to cold calls from park rangers in Nebraska. And what's funny, when I get them on the phone, after a couple minutes of like telling them like what I'm after, they will start offering up, and almost every one of them has like something very odd that they've come across or you know, odd stuff that they've heard. A lot of them yeah. have heard about, you know, Sasquatch sightings in Nebraska. One guy talked about like a giant bunny rabbit footprint, and, and I was like, I was like, well, what did you think it was? And he was like, well, when I went out there, it looked like a giant, a very, very large, you know, rabbit footprint. And so weird. That, that kind of stuff is very fun to me. I love all the Fortiana weird stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been exciting to me. So I, I, that, that whole part about uh, being back in Nebraska has just been wonderful because California is such a saturated market in terms of, like, going to check out weird stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but here it's like just fun because like no one else is really doing it. It's surprising to me. But um, yeah, no, it's been a blast. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like oh, we yeah, were talking yeah. about it, you and I, before we did the show. Uh, you're and it's funny. Like I, I, I think I mentioned this kind of like in the intro uh, on the written intro for the show. But it's like it. It. I, I find it amusing in a way. It's like. Yes, you know Steve Berg from these TV shows and movies, but he's one of us, folks. He's a he's a paranormal yeah. aficionado, and he's not just he's not just like he's a, he's he's like me. He's like a full spectrum yeah. paranormalist, which I which I love, which yeah. is why you know I knew I had a which I had you got back on the show and 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 have enjoyed being your friend like since we've connected over the years. Uh, yeah, because you can speak to it all. Because like when you started talking about. What you were looking at in Nebraska, in Nebraska, I never, th- I never thought it would go to, to weird Bigfoot and strange like rabbit footprints. Yeah. But, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, either. man. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, and like Nebraska actually has quite like a charming history of, uh, you know, UFO stuff in general. There, you know, part of the great like you know airship flap in like the late you know, 1800s. Uh, Omaha had a bunch of that. 
And there was even in like the Omaha World Herald, I believe, like 1903, like a few hundred people saw a giant airship going over the downtown. So going way back, we kind of have a UFO history. And even like, you know, in, you know, John Keel's books, he mentions Nebraska quite a bit, like flying humanoid stuff. And it's wonderful. And we had the famous uh, Herbert Schirmer case in Ashland, Nebraska, of the police officer who, you know, kind of had that abductee experience. So that's a fun one. I, I go out there quite yeah. often and uh, just kind of visit the site where, you know, that all happened. On the junction of 6, 6, and 6, by the way. Oh, weird. Creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's strange. Now, you... It is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Now, you were enlisted to be an MC for a UFO conference, like, uh, about about six weeks ago or so? Yeah, I was. So, right before uh, COVID hit, I, sh- I was shooting a pilot for a TV show that Comedy Central was doing, you know, that paid for it. And uh, the show was basically, you know, like, I mean, it's nothing original, but it was, like, kind of a... Uh, me going around to different kind of like, you know, occult, like ufological, paranormal, like groups and hanging out with them for a little while. And, you know, just like figuring out who the people were behind the stuff. Not actually, not actually like trying to find the truth or whatever behind the topics, but it was more just right. about kind of like a sociological study of these people, you know, because I love these people. Uh, you know, not all of them, but like a lot of them. And um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, went, you always yeah, have to that caveat. Right. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean. Um, but so um, we actually what we ended up doing is uh, the pilot I wanted to just be a UFO convention so I thought it's easy I know I can get a lot of footage in like a few days blah 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 and so Paula Harris was nice enough to let us shoot this and she like gave us full like access to everything it was super nice and I know a lot of people like have like weird things with her but all I can say is as a person she's absolutely lovely it was so nice. I can, I can, so I will, was, I will, yeah, I will echo that. Like, I will echo that. People, yeah. people take issue with her research. We'll set that aside as a person. Yeah. She's a wonderful, well, really nice lady. Uh, she was super helpful yeah, to me yeah, when I first started out. So I can't, yeah, I really can't say a bad, a bad word about Paula Harris as a person. She's wonderful. She's great. Yeah. I mean, she's almost become a buddy of mine. I mean, like, and we have like way different views on a lot of this stuff. But um, she is such a good person. And to me, that's the most important thing. People are going to be wrong. And if you've had a, you know, UFO, been in the UFO game for 40 years, well, you're going to make some mistakes along the way. <laughs> you know, you're going to attach yourself to stories that you later learn are false. And I think that's okay. I don't think we need to, like, throw people's work out because they make one mistake. You know, like, we have to remember, right. UFOs are almost, like, an unknowable thing. So, like, you know, not everyone's going to have, like, a great, the, you know, a perfect track record. Anyway, uh, so she had asked me if I would come back and, you know, do some MC stuff for the conference. And I said, of course, like, you were so nice to me. So, and she also kind of, like, put in the cabinet. She's like, and I'll introduce you to Jacques Vallée. And so I was like, you, absolutely. I mean, I was like, you know, I could have been on a plane faster. And yeah. sure enough, she did. She like, she set aside like a nice little moment right at the beginning for me to you know talk and shake Jacqueline's hand, and I basically had a panic attack. You know, my back, I had like lower back sweat. I was so nervous. It was like I was meeting Elvis, <laughs> and I'd been around a lot of famous people. You know, like actors and other people like that. They don't like make me nervous. Jacqueline, I yeah. felt like I was going to faint. He's got a great head of hair to him. He's he a does, huh? Freshman. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we got our first. Uh, we got our first. Uh, we'll get back to that experience, but we got our first caller online. Sure. I don't want. A lot of folks Ooh. are doing our doing us a solid, so I don't want to keep them holding. Uh, Hold it for too long. Is it going to be like a surprise and I have to guess who it is? We could do that if you like, yeah. We could do that if it's, you like. All right. Like everyone, it, games are fun. Games are always fun. All right. Well, I'm not sure how to start this game, but all right. We got our, we've got our first, uh, <laughs> our first friend. <laughs> Friend of Banal America, yeah, even I, yeah, even I fuck up the name of the show. We've got our, our first friend of Banal of America on the line here uh, for the Christmas party. Welcome, uh, mysterious person. Hello, 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 hello. Aaron, right? Yes, yes. Well done. Wow. Well, done. well done. Oh, one for wow. How you doing, man? And we've yeah, never of course even I, met. I, I t- I t- no, we haven't. But I did telegraph it there on Twitter a couple hours ago. So. Um, well, but but, I, but as a softer life listener and fan, I'll, I'd know your voice anyway. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Happy uh, happy holidays, guys. Right back happy holidays you, to you, too. Yeah. All right. What do you got cooking? Well, um, yeah, you thanks for calling. Out. What do you, yeah, what's your, what's your, what, what's going on here <laughs> for you for the holiday season, Aaron? All right. Well, we just, um, we just uh, dropped last Friday, our uh, our ho- saw- the Saucer Life holiday special for 2021, Ooh. which was our first full length, like full cast, well a cast of four people, one of whom was playing three roles, um, audio drama, radio play, sort of thing, sort of a contacty cool. cult thing, which um, has gotten a lot of positive response, and it was a lot of fun to do. Um, over on uh, our new uh, our new podcast, Great Lakes Lore, we did a Christmas party where we told monster stories, um, some interesting, threatening, scary monster stories, and and one of which was just a uh, giant turtle. So um, we've had some holiday themed <laughs> fun going on on, um, and the turtle might not have been that big. Uh, Kind of pitiful, really. But we also had a guy who supposedly bit the heads off of uh, off of birds, so that was that was pretty cool to talk about. So some holiday themed stuff. Yeah. Uh, now taking a little bit of a little bit of a break before we get back into it here in January. Oh, now Aaron, let me ask you, you this because this is a, a perfect sort of Christmas question in a sense because you're you're yeah. a lot like me. You kind of grew up. Uh, Grew up into all these toys and stuff. So, is there anything you got yeah. as a kid for Christmas that like stands out to you? Uh, we, I had a whole chain going on Twitter the other night about the GI Joe aircraft carrier. So, like, like I anything, saw that. Any, yeah. Anything sort of like that that you got as a kid that you were like, "This is the greatest gift. I still remember it," kind of thing. Well, and I'll put you on the spot with that I, one, but no, absolutely. Um, I, I I sort of live for people asking me these sorts of questions because I'm always just telling people these stories anyway. So it's nice when they ask first. <laughs> Um, the, the, the one Christmas present um, that I remember the most, and I'm still always tempted to go on eBay and find it, probably in second grade, I got this Lego set. And it was one of the space-themed ones. And it had, like, two giant plates with lunar craters, and it was like a rocket launch base. And Ooh. it was, like, my my cousin and I spent, like, all Christmas afternoon putting this thing together. It was, it was awesome. I've still got a lot of the parts. 
um, but a lot of them are broken. But uh, yeah, I've gone on eBay or eBay to try to look for it, and um, it's it's been it's been even too expensive for my you know nostalgia spending trigger finger to actually <laughs> uh, actually actually go for. But um, remember one Christmas I got the gift set of the entire Voltron robot, which oh, wow. was Ooh. pretty cool. Except. Dang. I didn't really know what it was because none of our TV stations carried Voltron. So I was like, well, these robot cats are pretty cool, and I like giant robots. <laughs> I guess I'll have him eat up Optimus Prime or something. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just kidding. I never had Optimus Prime. I did have Rodimus Prime, who came out after Transformers, the uh, the, the movie. So um, kind of a second <laughs> stringer there, but I, I've remedied that with my massive Transformers collection now, which is uh, mostly just making up for all the toys I never got as a kid. But I, but I do remember um, when you uh, had that uh, aircraft carrier uh, tweet up, I do remember thinking that what I wanted but never got was the Cobra Terror Drome playset that had oh, like God. a rocket plane that launched from a silo in the middle of it. I always thought that was pretty cool. Ooh. That, this all your this story you're telling reminds me of a childhood, uh, sort of a, a a shameful a shameful story from my childhood, which I'll share on this Christmas special. So, the <laughs> the uh, when I was actually for my birthday, which is like a month after Christmas, but my my mom, uh, my folks, but really my mom, she spoiled the shit out of me, so she got me the terror drone, but and it was like in the back seat nice. of the car with like with like a fucking blanket over it for like three days before. <laughs> My, you know, for like not even three days, like three weeks before. So she, somewhere along the line, she gave me a smaller gift before, uh, you know, before my birthday. And it was two, uh, and, and the, it was two little mini wrestler, like thumb, little thumb wrestlers, like Hulk Hogan and the Iron Sheik. And this is Uh so weird because I ended up growing up to become a massive wrestling fan. But I just remember, I'm still like, I still carry this, this, like shame around with me to be honest i was like what the fuck are these things this is shit i want the terror drums in the back seat of the car i don't want these fucking little dopey wrestlers like get get out of here it was a bit of it was like a huge like thing it was a huge thing like what a what a little bastard i was so so, so i was never i never forget that so i think of the terror drum it always triggers this like deep-seated uh <laughs> Sense of sense of shame over what an asshole I was as a kid. So that is that is outstanding. That that is outstanding. Yeah, yeah. and little did I know I'd go on to become a huge wrestling fan. It's like that's so weird. Oh yeah, man, yeah. Steve, did you have anything you want to ask uh, Aaron uh, while we got him on the show before we let him go? Uh, yeah, Aaron. You know, I I was enjoying kind of uh, following. I think you know via social media, your kind of uh, paranormal travels in the summer oh, and yeah. fall. Are you going to do any more of those? Um, hoping to, hoping to. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going to go, but I'm uh, I'm going to go somewhere. And uh, over on Great Lakes Lore, Samantha and I have got some sort of localish Michigan field trip things planned um we we wandered around a cemetery that's supposed to be haunted and found nothing wonderful Um, but but we've got some uh some other things planned so yeah definitely going to be doing some more paranormal traveling um i really need to uh really need to get out to mount shasta and see if i can find that entrance to the inner earth but uh same here that 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 is like that's a ways from michigan but i hear mount shasta and uh 
there, there's something kind of so wonderful these days. I'm so into these like kind of small town adventures like this. There's so for some reason they're way more intriguing to me than mainstream like you know high strangeness. Like this stuff is oh, so yeah. exciting. There's something folksy and like old school about it. I feel like it's coming back. I love it. Yeah, it's like real Floriana, I, you know. I, I really like it too. I, I like even even if I even just going to a town where something weird is supposed to have happened, like not even well documented. It's like yep. something that is in one of those like weird U.S. books that has absolutely no, no source behind it except one old guy somebody talked to at the Chamber of Commerce, right? And and like yes, even please. when you don't go, even when you, when you go and you don't talk to anybody, just being in that place and knowing the stories just has a real vibe. And, and I agree. It's just, they become sacred. <laughs> yes. And I, I think the, the the place I went to that's been the most like that was um, when associate producer Simpson J. Hanover III and I went to West Virginia and um, went to – we did all the Mothman stuff, but the best place to go was Flatwoods. Um, because oh. the, the Flatwoods monster story is great. The town is just this little town. The volunteer fire department – sells t-shirts and they've got uh the flatwoods monster painted on their trucks and they sell t-shirts and oh, wow. they just do it as a they just do it as a fundraiser for the fire department it's not you know a tourist thing if you want to learn more about the flatwoods monster you go to the chamber of commerce office or the visitors visitors bureau office which is in like a half empty outlet mall and they've got like a little corner and if you email them they'll email you like a pdf of like 60 pages of like newspaper clippings about it yeah it's, it's just like this <laughs> this nice small town thing absolutely oh nice. that's so cool man yeah i'm going to check out an american flag that was supposedly braided by a sasquatch about 90 minutes away from omaha this week and i could oh, go to the nebraska bigfoot museum nice well i know this I'm place not, I, ooh, excellent excellent tim uh no i'm actually going to take my parents there next week but <laughs> This is actually it's oh, wow. fairly close. To, it's it's fairly close to Hastings. I'm telling you, paranormal Bigfoot is a big deal in Nebraska right now. It's wonderful. Nice, interesting. interesting. Nice. All right, Aaron. Well, we'll let you get going. All Thank right. you for for calling in. It's much appreciated. Have a have a happy uh, yeah. Have a very merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Merry Christmas, happy New Year. We will all uh, we will all be together in 2022, causing trouble. I just know it. I, I have a feeling. Yeah. Great to meet you, man. Nice to meet you too, man. Talk to you later. Awesome. Good Bye. night, bro. Bye. Wow, there you go. That so that fun. was Aaron Goulias. The first call. This is so far it's working out well. Uh the first caller yeah. here, that was awesome. That was wicked cool. Um one for one. Yeah, I, I remember I wrote about that lady with the yeah, with the braided Bigfoot flag. I'll be interested to see uh what you think of that. Oh yeah. They had like a I have, her book. Like I have a, her book on my coffee table. <laughs> when they, I, I remember when I wrote about it, like couple, like last year, I think, or something. Uh, well, two, two things that, two, two things that stood out. One, she, when they, when they unveiled, when they put it out in dis, on display, like somehow she recovered the flag. When they put it out on display, they held like a press conference, which I thought was like adorable because oh, yeah. it was just the, the local newspaper there, and and um, and and <laughs> oh, when when. I wrote about it for Coast to Coast. I put up the thing that was like uh, Bigfoot, because originally it was like first the story was like first the flag they found the torn flag, and then um, you know the lady was like, no, 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 it's been braided by Bigfoot. It's like the first story was like 
Bigfoot shreds American flag. And like, like all these responses from, from like, from like, like faux, you know, like you know those like online like faux communist type folks who are like, fuck yeah, Bigfoot, oh, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot's hip to the scene. He understands what's really fucking going on. He's like, oh shit. I expected Bigfoot's a totally a different reaction, but like, yeah, all the all the, all the communist hipsters were like, were like, fucking yeah, man, Sasquatch. Dude, he wants universal so, health care. I love Bigfoot. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Build back Bigfoot. That would be great. Uh, yeah. Did you – now, when you – now, we'll circle back to the Jacques Vallée story. So you met Jacques Vallée. What sure. did you – did you have a conversation with him? Did you talk to him? We, did you, you know, just do – like, a, oh, uh, yeah. you know, and I don't blame you for doing this because I would have done the same thing, and I have done the same thing, where you're just like, I'm a huge fan of your shit, and I got nothing to say. That's kind of I how I did, often react I, to some I, of these folks. I, you know, I complimented him. I just said, oh, your work means so much to me. It's so very valuable. And I, I kind of, you know, and maybe it was an, uh, you know, a way for me to try to differentiate myself from other valet fanboys. But, but, and I truly meant it from the heart. The way he writes in Forbidden Science, you know, his like, kind of like journals and stuff like that, which are my favorite of the valet books. I love them so much. He is yeah. such a great writer, and he's such, like, an interesting, like, artful person that I was trying to express him just, like, on a level of writing. I was just like, hey, man, you are a great writer with, like, an original, really original voice, a very – even though English is his second language, a mastery of the English language. So I think he, like – at least he feigned excitement. But he was he was happy to hear that he thought I was a good writer. He's like, oh, that's actually really nice to hear. <laughs> you know, like it was it was but it was quite amazing. He was super he was super nice, and I was asking, I was geeking out about the new Forbidden Science book that's coming out next year. And uh, you know, so he told me a little bit about that, and then I kind of like got out while the kid was good. I didn't want to like you know talk to him too much. I was like, well, thank you very much, sir. You know, and then walked away and freaked out and called my, my one of my best buddies and told him I was like panicking. Yeah, no, sometimes, yeah, you want um, to get out before, yeah, yeah, you want to get yeah, out, yeah. Yeah, Um Didn't want to be that guy. Didn't ask for a picture or anything, you know, none of that. Just uh, was trying to be respectful. He's an old That's gentleman. good, yeah, I remember. <laughs> that, you're reminding <laughs> me of all kinds of stories now. Yeah, that reminds me of, like, when I first got into this. Uh, now that I know these, well, knew, now that I know and knew these people, uh, uh, it makes more sense. But, like, being a neophyte or whatever, like, I went to my first UFO conference, and I just brought my books, like, that I own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I, 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 don't think, I don't think Stan was this way, but I know there were other people uh, who, who I was right. like, hey, can you sign my book? And I, like, fish it out of my bag. And they're like, meanwhile, they have copies of the book, like, right in front of them on sale. And you can kind of see they're kind of, like, a little annoyed and, and, and like, crestfallen <laughs> That, that you're not buying one of the like you already bought one of the fucking books and you yeah. just want it signed well, yeah. now. <laughs> I think that's okay though. If I mean if you, if you purchase the book, you gave them a purchase. I still think that's fair on your part, especially when you're you know you're a youngster in the game. I, on the other hand, would I when I was 13 years old, my mom drove me to Lincoln, Nebraska, to go to a UFO conference that um, I believe Ray Boucher was putting on. And Lincoln's like you know an hour away from Omaha, so. My mom what year was this? Technique. Oh man, it was. I I want to say nineteen ninety one. 
or 1992. They they put this conference on every year. It was like, it was called Exploring the Unexplained Phenomenon. And it was like, they brought, I think Ballet was there one year. For a while, it was kind of a big conference. I think it fizzled out in the mid-90s. But I would go, and my mom took me. And I was especially fed because Stan Friedman was like, the Elvis of ufology back then to me. Yeah, you know, right. You know, exactly. and I, I knew he was going to be there. And I remember going and like my mom dropped me off. And it was back in the day where you could just drop your kid off at like a, in a strange city for like a day. You know? So I was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. everything. <laughs> I mean, I was like the youngest person there by like 60 years. And, uh, and, and, and the paradoxical part of it, and the paradoxical part of all that is like, there weren't even cell phones or any way to fucking find your kid. No. Right, it's like, look at, it would here, theoretically be six thirty. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It would theoretically be way easier to do that now, even though it's like, even though they're, it's kind of like frowned upon. But it's like at least your kid can oh, call totally. you, or you can call your kid. But back then it was just like, yeah, yeah. Get, well, come meet me back at the fountain at the end of the day, and it, it, it worked. <laughs> and that's what it was. <laughs> it actually it did work though, <laughs> you know, like it really did, um, yeah. But I. It did. It did. And I, I remember I walking in there and I saw Stan Freeman and he had a pretty long line of people like getting, and I, I don't remember what book he was, was kind of his new freshness at the time. But I remember like not having the book and not really having much spending money. I had a little bit of money to buy a couple books, but I didn't end up buying his book, but I just stood in line and I didn't know what I was like even doing in the line, but I just wanted to like meet him. And I went, yeah. I went up to him and I was, you know, I just like went up and put my hand out and he shook him my hand and he goes, he goes, what? No book? <laughs> you know, and, I, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And like walked away. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was great. <laughs> I love it. I love thinking of that. But he was like sweet about it. He wasn't like being a dick. You know, he was like, ah, no book? Come on, kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he was um, ribbing you. Was yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. He was oh, a, man. a sweetheart of a man. Sweetheart of a man, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a totally uh I remember struggling to uh, find the words after he passed. I was on Coast to Coast like that Friday. I couldn't really yeah. even think of what to say and I I guess just sort of the first thing that kind of came into my mind was like that I just said uh and I remember it still. It was like he was just a wonderful wonderful man. Like wonderful is the word. Yeah. He was just really just such a great guy. Um so kind and giving with his time and uh so passionate about this stuff that like he made he made you passionate. Yeah, um, no. All right, we got. Oh, okay, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, please. No, no, please go ahead. Please, I'll put a pin in that. <laughs> well, we got we got another caller on the line here, so we have another friend. I should oh, stop I... calling them callers. They're they're friends of of the program who are coming to jump in on the Christmas party. So let's see if we can. Someone's going to do out. a Nick no. Redfern impression. I know it. <laughs> now I don't know who it is. I just have an area code. So and and I uh, Ooh, sometimes fun. I'll secretly furtively google it to to find out but i have not i did that for aaron yeah. but i have not for this this caller so uh uh caller uh, in the 615 you're on the air what's up tim it's oh aaron. i know who this is he got another one he got it wow <laughs> I mean, See? I get, and i'm getting him so quick good job Steve. this is what's like up? name that tune style Thanks, shit. <laughs> yeah well i mean wow. you know i'm i'm uh I would be great at like a paranormal trivia for podcast hosts. Yeah, well, like I said, when we, we just com- 
just recognized my voice completely right off the bat. That's cool. Yeah. Well, you got, you got those sweet, dulcet, Tennessean tones, man. It's pretty hard to mistake. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, Merry Christmas, Adam. Happy holidays. Same to you guys, Tim and Steve. Happy holidays. Merry yeah, Christmas, bud. You know. Yeah. What do you got man. going on this this holiday season uh, with the show or with, with you know, life down in Tennessee? What, what what's Where are you at uh, here as we're approaching Christmas? Uh, at the moment, I'm at my parents' house a little bit early, and I'm kind of going to be back and forth to Nashville and then coming back here on Christmas Day. But uh, right now, just considering normal, we're just uh, put out a show last week. We haven't put anything out in, in, since then, but uh, we're about to do our year in review show at the end of coming up here in like a few days, like after Christmas in about a week. And then uh, Mr. Steve Burke here is going to be our first guest of 2022. So looking forward to that. Yeah. I'm fired awesome. up, man. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, you know, here. and I I love paranormal year in review shows. It's the only year in review things I like. Thank you. They're yeah. fun. <laughs> They're fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Well, what we do with ours, uh, it's kind of a thing that I picked up from another podcast at a certain point that uh, I used to listen to. But we go back and we look at like our shows and everything, and then talk about like the guests and how we felt about them if we can remember what they talked about. Right, you know, obviously, <laughs> that's pretty obviously cool. That's stuff different. Like November or December, but yeah, and it's been. Yeah. I mean, it's been a, been a pretty big. It was a pretty big year for us. Pretty momentous. So, yeah. Steve, uh, well, I, yeah, I mean, Steve, how far is how far is uh, Nebraska to Nashville? Ooh, that's a good question. I think it's a pretty decent ways away. <laughs> I would say. Yeah, off the yeah. top of my head, someone's someone's gonna map with it. I'm gonna say 19 hours and 33 minutes, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> wow, that's very specific. It's probably like what, it's probably that, like 800 miles away, something like that. I'd say probably. All right, I got, I got you now. I got you. What is it? It's what 14 is it? hours, 19 minutes. Just from I put generic Nebraska to Nashville, 14 hours, nine, 19 minutes. So. <laughs> Oh, I could do that. I could do that. I could put on John Keel's eighth tower and probably, you know, and then, you know, get all the way through that and halfway through Operation Trojan Horse, and then I'd be there. Yeah. Well, well you should consider hoping, the Strange Realities Conference next year. Next year. We had a yeah. blast. I, uh, I'm, I'm 100% coming. I could not come this year because of work, but I am absolutely coming next year. One, I love Nashville so much. Two, that conference is awesome. By the way, I, I watched the whole thing. Awesome. Oh, wonderful. wow. Tim, and Tim, Tim, you were great. I don't know if I told you that. You were great. I loved your lecture, man. Oh, thank you. Julie yeah, Nervous doing it. I dapper up there. Oh, thank you very much. That reminds me, Steve. Yeah. This is completely unrelated, but I, I was wondering, did you, for some reason I didn't know this, before you got – did you start out doing stand-up before you became an actor, or were you always just an actor, uh, just an actor? Um, well, I, 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 well, I mean, I had done acting before I, I did stand-up or any kind of comedy, but when I moved to L.A., I did everything. Yeah, I did do stand-up for a couple, uh, probably just under two years, and it went pretty well. I just did not enjoy it at all, you know? Like, I didn't, mm. I didn't like talking about myself, and I, I realized – when I do well, I was being very personal and talking about my life, and that was getting a lot of laughs and, like, going well. 
but I hated doing it. <laughs> you know, like that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. I, sketch comedy and improv was really where I found my joy and kind of like, you know, and I always, I was always kind of wanted to be more of a comedic actor than that stand comedian. So improv yeah, and sketch that makes kind sense. of a better route for me. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't recall, I, don't, I didn't recall ever you and I ever talking about uh, stand up too much. So I didn't know uh, if, uh, but if you had I'd done that. To, I'd love to do, I'd love to do stand up at UFO conferences and stuff. Like like ufological based stand up like sex. that's what I was I just think thinking yeah cool yeah I UFO stand up would be people in the world who would like it but man those eighty people would love it <laughs> oh yeah for sure it would be yeah it would be a killer it would be good yeah it would be it remind <laughs> it reminds me of <clears throat> this is uh, another wild story but um yeah when I went to the flat Earth conference they had oh. fucking Owen Benjamin, who's a stand-up comedian, who's like a really super controversial, right. like anti-Semitic, he's, super he's alt-right horrible. stand-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a terrible person yeah. who's been like banned from all yeah. social media. Uh, yeah, and they were, <laughs> and, and that was one of those moments where I was like, the, the oh, you know, at first I'm like, oh, these are all just sweet, innocent, misguided people. And then, like, as we got closer to the performance later in the night or whatever, they're like, "Oh, I can't wait for, I can't wait for Owen Benjamin. He sings this song about oh, gay man. people and like they play." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Whoa, yeah. dude! Like, a turn that off, like, and B, I, I'm not, I don't want to be seen anywhere near this guy's uh, stand up. Yeah. This is like, this is, this is yeah. patently offensive." Like holy he's shit! He's a very he's a he's a very sad man who's full of a lot of hate. And I mean, I'm no doctor, but likely mentally ill. You know, like there's something up with him. He's got yeah, a real Mel Gibson, you know, circa 2004 vibe about him. Yeah, he seems like someone in the midst of a, a very slow moving meltdown. Yeah, yeah, I know like a lot of stand-ups who weren't friends with him, but were adjacent to him. And they're, I mean, like he was not always like that. And then there was, like, a real weird shift, I think, like, four or five years ago. And I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, yeah. Cause clear. Yeah, yeah. He seemed pretty normal, and he was, like, had pretty normal regular gigs in Hollywood, and then all of a sudden he, like, went off the deep end. Now, we'll shift yeah. it over to Adam here, who's done us the, the, the solid of calling in. Now, Adam, I asked – I guess maybe we'll just keep this sort of idea going here, Adam. Um, I'll ask you, <laughs> was there anything – you got as a kid for Christmas that stands out as like the one even all these years later you look back and you're like, Now that that was a fucking Christmas man. Well, I'll tell you. Actually it wasn't for Christmas, but it was for my birthday. You want something comparable to the uh G. I. Joe aircraft carrier. <laughs> Yeah, I cannot wait. I just want to say, I, I cannot wait to talk to my mother tomorrow and tell her <laughs> that I've that I've that I've lashed myself before a worldwide audience for my for my horrible behavior in third grade. And it's paranormal. It's paranormal related. Would be like the real Ghostbusters. You know, their little like uh, like the firehouse. The firehouse, yeah, yeah, I had that. Ooh, uh, and I, I, I got wow. that when I was about. I think that was maybe for my thirteenth birthday, maybe. And soon after that, I lost all like desire for toys. So yeah, you know, because you change yeah. around that time, so it didn't really get played with very much. 
but I can remember wanting mm-hmm. that really bad and then not being very interested in it, in it later. But, so, yeah, like, that was. It sounds like you, you you ended your toy career at a high, though. It seems like you went out, you know, yes, like that's yes, the last so. major toy you had. So. Not a bad way to go out. Was, I do remember there was someone that I knew that had the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier, and that thing did take up most of a room. I it was ridiculous. Very, very well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Probably not it a was very, like when you really think about it, it's probably not a very well designed toy for children. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it was just a long it's, strip I mean, of plastic that you were. It was. It was yeah. so. It was so captured the whole essence of of GI Joe at the time because it was like it was just a giant, oh, yeah. enormous strip of plastic that you were supposed to put the other GI Joe toys on. It was like it was like here's here's a right. display area for all the other fucking shit we want to sell you. Um, and, yeah, and, and your aircraft right, carrier is right. going to look janky if it doesn't have our three different jets. So it was like a total <laughs> fucking cash grab. <laughs> what was it, like seven feet long or something like that? It was seven, seven feet long. I actually looked it up on yeah, I never, yeah, I I never was like, saw it in person. It was a sight to behold. That. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty it, wild. It sounds like it. I don't think we had – maybe we, did, we didn't get that in Nebraska, you know. We we, we only got the basic G.I. Joe toys. I don't think we got the very extravagant ones. Like you get some out. Is it because Nebraska is landlocked? They just were like, no, nah, it's too, too interior. <laughs> yeah. they, they just, they just we're not get shipping it. that far, man. Like, we're not shipping that far, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I well, think so. Of, there was a particular aircraft carrier it was based off of, right? Did you say that in the – in the tweet, it was based off of the now UFO famous uh, UF, USS Nimitz, the Nimitz, where they saw yeah, the, the, no the, 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 the Tic Tac. Yeah, yeah. Get out of ten. Are you serious? Yeah, for real. Yeah, that's it was based on the on the Nimitz. That's, that's too funny. So it all comes together. Very weird. Oh, the Nimitz. Have you, have you ever seen yeah. an aircraft carrier like in real life? Like I don't real, think no. Uh, when my, when my stepson was in the Navy, he was stationed in San Diego, and he was on he was on a different type of ship. It was not an aircraft carrier, but that ship was still massive. But I saw the aircraft carriers; they have their own section of the of of the base called Coronado, and you see those things out in the distance. They are fucking huge. It's amazing. Yeah, I bet they are. They I mean I mean like how many planes? I mean like they have like a. Dozens of planes on those things. I mean, like, think about that. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 really really just massive things, and like his, like you could really say like they're just like floating cities, really. And his ship because it became like a floating fortress, just about. I mean, it was it was huge in and of itself, but it wasn't a carrier. Yeah. How many of those babies <laughs> does America have? Oh God! I don't know. Probably, I mean, way, yeah. way too many. I'm guessing. <laughs> well, I mean, just the massive amount of firepower in one of those things alone—it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeesh. Google, uh, Google says there are 11 aircraft carriers. So wow! Oh my God! Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. That's exciting. It's pretty wild. That reminds me of a story when I was in Barcelona once. With uh, I was traveling like after I lived in. Uh, in London for a semester in college, we did like a little backpack trip around the uh, around the continent. So uh, we ran into this guy. He 
He was from a nearby, like, battleship, an American battleship that was stationed there. He had to have been fucking drunk, now that I look back on it. Or just, I don't know, just super braggadocious or whatever. But he was like, come on! Yeah, I, think we, I think we saw him the night, at, like, that night at a bar or something. Yeah, because he said, come on down the next day. Come down the next day. Come on down tomorrow and come see the ship. It's your ship. Your tax dollars pay for the ship. It's your It's your ship. <laughs> And so we were like, just, we really were dumb, so we're like, all right. And so we went to the ship the next day, and of course it was like, it was like a giant ship. It wasn't an aircraft carrier, but it was like a giant ship. So there was like thousands of fucking people there. And they were like barbecuing and shit, and, and, and we're like, I don't even know. We were like, we're looking for Commander, <laughs> you know, Commander Spaulding or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> they're like, no, fucking Spalding's not here. Who the fuck are you? you know, like, he told us to come down and see the ship because it's our ship because you know, we're from America and you guys are Americans and we're all here in Barcelona. And they're like, yeah, we can't let you on the ship. you got to get out of here. Like, this is not – you can't just come in. You just, you just can't come in and demand access to the fucking the, the battleship just because just you're some 20-year-old kid from America. Dude, the, the drunk dude at the bar who I bought a shop for said I could totally come down and hang. <laughs> it really was like that. It really was. I was like, yeah. and I'm like looking past the shoulder of like whatever the officer kid is who's like guarding. And then like, like I said, like barbecuing. He's like, can't you just let, let a cage just let us come into the fucking barbecue? Like I can smell the fucking hot dogs and the hamburgers and shit. Can't you just let us come and fucking have some have some food? We walked like a half mile down this giant dock to get to your fucking my our ship, my ship. The taxes, take the taxes. Yeah. Oh man! I, I'm taking this hot dog. <laughs> Screw you! <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My tax dollars paid for that potato salad. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Adam. We'll let you get going. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining us. You got Steve coming on the show uh, yeah, in 2022, yeah. and Strange Realities 2022, and I'm sure a whole bunch of uh, awesome programs uh, in the interim. And I can't thank you enough for being. Uh, you know, for obviously for having me down in Nashville, but more importantly for being a great friend over the past year and uh, several years since we first connected at Paramania. I consider you, you know, yeah. part of the inner circle of Benaldum, and uh, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and Happy well, New Year, my friend. Absolutely. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. You know, you're the inner circle of Conspiranormaldom, so, you know, appreciate that. And all you do. Yeah, absolutely, well, hey, brother. Merry Christmas, dude. Yeah, dude, I, it was so nice Thank to meet you. you, and I can't wait to be—I can't wait to be in the show. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's coming up soon. In another couple of weeks. All right, I can't wait, man. All right, there you go. It's good to talk to you, Steve. You too, buddy. Have a happy new year. So, this is cool. This is rolling right along now. We'll see who else calls in. We got about uh, about another hour or so, another hour and change. So, if if people are wondering when to call in, now uh, we got an opening. So. What do you – now, when I talked to you a while back, we discussed yeah. – well, you were, you were kind of following this disclosure thing, like, before – what people may not remember or realize, like, Grant Cameron was kind of, like, teasing yeah. a lot of this shit, like, like, like yeah. a year or two before it all kind of started yeah. happening. I, I was, And I remember yeah, talking to you, and I'm like yeah. – and, and you were kind of – would mention it and shit, and I'd be like, ah, you know – Steve's, I don't know what the hell kind of rabbit hole he's gone down here with, with Greg Cameron saying they're going to put an article in the New York Times. Like, he actually did say that, and it was like, 
He did. Like, he did. I don't know, you know, and I'm like, boy, Steve, you're really following some real crackpot ideas there. After then, all of a sudden, things oh, started oh, happening. In in the thing, in the thing is, like, I in terms of like the, all the disclosure stuff, like, it's interesting to me for maybe 15 seconds, and <laughs> of, of, right, of all right. the like the the subgenres of like ufology or the ufo world i mean like i can't even like finish like an article that comes out you know in the newspaper about it's just boring to me like it none of it means anything to me like all these like you know acronyms and things like i can't believe people are so wrapped up in this stuff like what do they think they're gonna learn like i'm not sure what people people's expectations are (laughs) of this stuff to me, like, right, right. About like what, what going to like a small town where maybe a Sasqu- uh, paranormal Sasquatch braided an American flag from World War II, that is infinitely more interesting to me. So, I mean, like, and I'm not to be a poo-poo guy. People think it's so negative. Some people, you know, get down on me for you know, talking like this. But it's to me, it's like, no, no, no. Like, we can't wait around for this stuff. Like the. High strangeness in Fortiana is so wonderful and enriching and interesting that yes. it's all there for you. You don't we don't need you know to wait around to get the next Jeremy Corbell drop. You know, like and n- none of it's been interesting to me. You know, like other than like pop culturally, but in terms of like being a bit enriching my interest in the subject, it hasn't done anything for me. And I've kind of always felt that way about this stuff. Yeah. Which maybe isn't super popular, and like, but to me, it's, it's just I, I, you know, if something very groundbreaking happens, I'll of course be interested in that, you know. And anything new that happens, I glance at it, but yeah. nothing really has, you know, bared any any kind of real substantial fruit, in my opinion. You know, I, I don't know how how do you feel about it, man? Like, you know, I, I was like just going to say you you kind of but you kind of nailed uh, you kind of really nailed my perspective perfectly in a sense and really elucidated it in a way that I hadn't thought of until you said it but it was like yeah I haven't I haven't actually nothing that's happened in the last like 4 years since this New York Times article and all the in this set all this into motion like I haven't seen anything that's that's really changed my no perspective on things or blown me away like that's kind of what I find is really interesting with people who are like oh the tic tac the tic tac it's like that, yeah, it's a dot, dude. It's just a dot. And I went on a rant on conspiranormal, and I think you're probably kind of of the same ilk. Where it's like, I've been in this for a long time. I've heard all these stories. Like, I, I'm just so tired of the teases and shit. Uh, and it's just right. like, look, I'm tired of the bad videos. I'm tired of the fucking, you know, the awful photos. I don't care who took them or where they came from. Like, I'm tired of the claims that you know shit, but you can't say. What it is, it's like, just show me the fucking aliens. Like, if you think that you, if you, you know, let's just cut to the chase. I'm tired of being teased on all this for for all these years. I've seen it all before. I've seen a million, I've Uh seen a million videos and a million pictures and heard a million stories. Like, let's just see the fucking aliens. Or, like you're saying, I'm just going to, I'm more interested in the weird, like the weird part of all this. Like, all this stuff me, that's me, going me on too. has, like, nothing to do with the actual phenomenon, it seems. Like, like, yep. they, like it's, it's I, an I would, obsession with what the people are doing, what the government is doing and everything. It's gotten very conspiracy-related, and it's yes. like, just give me you, 
that just give me the flying saucer that lands and gives the guy pancakes. Like, that's what I want. Oh, dude, Simington. yes. And you, you just, which is a top five case for me. In fact, my best friend from Wisconsin and I are hopefully going to go. He's from Wisconsin. Hopefully we're going to go there this summer. Or, you know, at least to the area, try to find the drone. But I'm sorry, besides the point, you said something that was so interesting to me, and I could not agree with you more, that all this stuff that people are so obsessed with, the, the disclosure stuff, it feels like it has nothing to do with the phenomenon. That everyone's getting right. so emotionally tied and all up in arms about, like, a, a government agency or, like, a government group studying something. I mean, like, it doesn't, like, further – it doesn't, like – it doesn't tantalize me, you know, like, like stories of Fordiana is why I'm into this stuff. You know, it's like yeah. reading a John Keel book or a Jacques Vallée book where we're talking about all these encounters or accounts. That interests me so much. And, it, I, and even as I get older, I'm getting more and more folksy with my, <laughs> with my interest. In <laughs> you know, like I would rather read a, a weird news blurb about like, meat falling out of the sky than another like senator or marco rubio talking about how we need to study ufos you know like that i'm like right right what what do i care what marco rubio thinks like that guy's a fucking joke you know like (laughs) yeah i know exactly yeah it's it's very frustrating like like, there's so much fox news stuff wrapped up in it that i just could not be more turned off by so i feel like fox news anything that comes out of that is largely going to have a poison spin on it, you know, and that and that's exactly very suspect. Post, but yeah. I, it's so suspect; it just has to be. So when Tucker Carlson has Lou Elizondo El, 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 or you know Lou on whatever, I, I just I don't care. <laughs> like I'd rather watch, you know, Thirty Rock again for the hundredth time. Right, right. Yeah, it is very problematic. The yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm in total agreement because it's like it's. I can't it, – it, it, it's dispiriting to see yeah. a subject that I like being championed by a uh, media outlet that champions everything else that I'm completely fucking against, like, yeah. <laughs> down to, like, the letter, well, you know? So to me, it's know, like, it, wait yeah, a minute, wait a minute. How, how, am I, how am I in, you know? It's just like if Donald Trump was all of a sudden like, Bigfoot's a really fascinating mystery. It would be like, fuck you, dude. Fuck yeah. you. Like, yeah. do not, do not touch you know Bigfoot, Donald Trump. Like, you and I are not going to fucking agree on that. You know what's weird? I have actually, in the last, and like, UFOs are always, like, my first love. I will always go back to UFOs. But in the last four years, what the whole disclosure thing has done for me in such a positive way has driven me out of UFOs a little bit more into things like cryptids and... Me too. You know, like, even, like, you know... Uh, Eric Wargo's work on, like, the time loops and stuff. You know, like... Yeah, just weirdness, just general I'm, weirdness, like, yeah. Exactly. Because right now, UFOs are mainstream, and they're on Fox News, and they're not weird enough to me, for me. And so, you know, right. And old, right. Old, That's old, a great old, point. Old, it's like, for old, us, like for us, for, this has been so... This has been so weird for so long. Now that, like, the public's like, oh, it's not so weird. It's like, well, then fuck it. I don't want anything to do with it. I need the weird. I need the really weird shit. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's just what turns me on. And, and I'll say one beacon in the light lately that has been just filling me with so much joy is the UFO tarot deck that's coming out. I am a proud yeah. backer of this UFO tarot deck. I think this thing I am is also a backer of the UFO tarot deck. I actually think this stuff is going to be 
really beneficial in my personal research in, into this stuff. And like, I, I want to, one of my goals in life is to be on the field more and actually like getting my boots dirty. You and I talked the, the other day about this. Yeah, yeah. Some like soft plans to, to do some things at everyone. We're not going to mention the same thing, but you know, Tim, I think you kind of feel the same way. And we've got some things percolating. just possibly. We've we got some things cooking. Yeah. We hope. But, um, yeah, it's just, the UFO Teradex is something that, like, if I was going to go, for instance, you know, look at this Bigfoot, uh, Bigfoot, you know, torn up flag that was braided, potentially, whatever, I would take the UFO Teradex with me and use it out of the field. Like, I, to me, it's like, is going to be a better tool for inspiration and divination than any kind of EVP yeah. meter or, like, any kind of, you know, technological instrument. To me, this is like, a must-have for anyone, and you know who's interested at all in this field. So I, I, I have, I'm so I'm so happy. I think Red Pill Miguel's artwork is just beautiful, uh, you know. And Greg is like, you know, to me one of the, you know, Greg Greg's like my, you know, kind of UFO mentor. I would, I guess I would call him, you know, <laughs> and, and like the whole team behind it is just a wonderful Josh and Susan. So like. It's just a really exciting thing, and David Metcalf, who I absolutely just think is brilliant. So, like, yeah, it's it's. I'm just so pumped about it. All right. Well, the UFO Tarot uh, Red Pill uh, is in the chat. He's going bonkers. He appreciates the plug. And uh, oh, nice. It's uh, nice. they need. To, I don't know if they have a what. They should just get UFOTarot.com, but I don't know if they do. But uh, it's through Kickstarter. Should, Folks aren't familiar should. with it. I think the thing ended. Recently, the pledge drive, but uh, or the Indiegogo campaign, or whatever it's called. It. Yeah, I yeah, I'm sure at some point, like cards. people will. Yeah, I'm kind of glad in a sense because I procrastinated like an asshole till like the very end, and then I was like, it's hard. like I was <laughs> talking to Greg, and I was like, I, I'm going to be able to buy this like after, right? And he's like, yeah. no, you got to do the thing to get it, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah. I better yeah. pledge my money now because <laughs> I was. I'm too. I'm like a luddite, you know. Like, and so I'm just like, oh, I'll just buy it when it's done. And it's like that's not how it works. You have to, you have to fund it to get it made. And da da da. da. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's really exciting. I mean, like it's the artwork, even just as an art piece, like you know, it's so wonderful, you know. And then if you're into, but but even just that, I think there is actually what we're gonna find out is that there is going to be a very practical field use for this stuff. And I think Greg Newkirk was talking about it. This is not, you know, an original idea I'm having. But I think Greg was talking about how he is so excited to use it in the field. And I was like, absolutely, he's so right. Because, I, you know, like, I think sometimes things like this can maybe accentuate the chance of having a synchronicity, you know, when you're looking yeah. at some of the stuff. I, I, and that's like, I, do I have any, like, evidence to back that up? Of course I don't. This is just my own ideas about it. But I think I think there's going to be a multitude of uses for this stuff. One, if you're an art appreciator, of course. But if you're into this stuff, like, in wanting to research it yourself, boy, I think it's going to be a must-have. Well, on that, oh, shit, we got – Multiple callers now coming in, so let's start with uh, right. the person who's been on hold the longest. So we're, we're going to the five two five five two five. You're on the air. Merry Christmas. Bueno, bueno. Hey, Miguel. <laughs> there you go. You got that you one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you do need to be on some kind of like uh, like some kind I'm of uh, paranormal 
Oh shit! Now the now the switchboard's really lighting up. So we'll keep going. But so what's, yeah. what's, what's, what's Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, Miguel? What's going on, buddy? Yes, buddy. Gracias. Feliz Navidad <laughs> to all to all yes. of the Binal Mania out there. And and yeah, just you guys started to talk about the uh, ufology tarot again. I feel that was my cue. <laughs> you <laughs> have to you guys. This was yeah, my way of uh, beckoning you. Mm-hmm. Well, Sorry? yeah, I, I mean, I mean everything I said sincerely. I think I, you know, I, t- I talked to Greg, I think last week or the week before, and I just gushed to him about how excited I am about this. Truly, like I'm, I'm excited about little in life these days, and that is one of the few things. <laughs> yeah, we're obviously we were excited, excited too, and also we are excited at uh, how the thing is going. Like uh, last week. And, and what you said about these things becoming some sort of uh, engine for synchronicity, that's exactly what's been happening right now in my life. Yeah. Like last week, I finished uh, The Hermit, the one that was featured, uh, featuring uh, John Keel. And unbeknownst to me, I finished the work on December the 15th, which is the actual anniversary of the collapse of the Silver Bridge. And that was totally unplanned by me. That was just my schedule. And it could have uh, happened like days later because, you know, things happen. Uh, but no, I managed to finish it on time. And it was only after I read it, I was like, oh, shit, you know, <laughs> it actually coincided with the anniversary, you know, who <laughs> knew? That's wild. Now, hold on. Stay on the line, Miguel. we got more people calling in. It's starting to really fill up here, so we'll get, bring you the next one on the 808 area code. And the other Perfect. folks, the other two folks on hold, hang on there. We're going we're gonna to try to get as, as much people on as possible. This is the chaos that I was expecting here and kind of secretly, all right, hoping for for this, for this special. Cool. So uh, 808 area code, Merry Christmas, my friend, and welcome to the Banal America Christmas special. Oh, the weather out. Side is frightful. Welcome oh, to the war wow. on Christmas, Tim Benal. Steve Berg, you got this one? <laughs> will you say another we we you say will you say one more sentence, sir? <laughs> uh well, let's see. Yeah, UFOs stuff. They real or Oh my god, I know I am so close. You're edging? All right. All right. So oh, I'll just, so all right. Judges, all right. So we'll reveal out. We're talking to the illustrious, uh, the one and only Jeremy Vaney. Jeremy Vaney. Calling Jeremy in for the Vaney. Vaney. American I got Christmas it. party. I got it. Thank you. I swear. That's fine. Hey, man. I barely know. You You as well. I don't know what's going on. I hopped on the line and I'm trying to figure it all out. It's like a puzzle to me. What are you trying to figure out? who everyone is, what everyone's talking about. I just came in from putting just, to bed to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Oh, well, thank you. I know That's you're sweet. on a tight schedule. So what is, uh, obviously, Merry Christmas, brother. Uh, you know, I love you. I've known you for, shit, well over a decade. We've had many, uh, all kinds of adventures. That time in Exeter, oh, shit. I still, I still kind of, like, am furtive when I go to Exeter, even now, like, ten years later. I'm like, someone's going to recognize me from that. From that weekend, uh, <laughs> when Vanny when and I were essentially banned from the Exeter UFO Festival forever. Um, but uh, uh, so, do you have a particularly? 
you're you're kind of a spoiled pop culture kid like me. So do you have a uh, a Christmas uh, memory that that you know comes up every you know every now and again this time of year? Um. Wow, there are so many. You know what? You know what always pops up is uh, the time I got an ad at from uh, Empire Strikes Back. Wow, how that was like the greatest toy that. ever. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, nice. it was like you could put your action figures in it. It was a puppet. It lit up. It did all kinds of stuff. It was awesome. And for some reason, I always think of that. Like whenever you think of Christmas, I think of that. Getting that. Wow. All right. Consumerism yeah. is what I think of. of- when I think of <laughs> Steve, is there anything you want to ask Vaney? Um, gosh. I don't uh, put well, you on the spot uh, here, well, so I, I don't, you know, no, and Vaney, I, well, don't hold I, it against I, Steve. You know, you know, I'll tell you, I don't want to get, like, overly, like, bring up an emotional topic, but I just want to say we have never met, and I know your work, you know, think you're great man but like i uh watched your memorial on zoom i attended that uh for jeff ritzman and it was so beautiful man you did such a great job that was like such a nice thing you did what a what a sweet thing oh thank you well that's yeah, very kind of thank you, you. I, I i was a great admirer of like you know jeff and like you know every I, you know every appearance he ever made in Paratopia. And it was it was really you know as just a fan and somebody who did not know him personally that was such a nice thing to be able to attend that so, like it was really important to me to be there and it was just so nice so I, I like you know appreciate um, you inviting people you know so that, that that was nice that was very meaningful to me so thank you. Well, cheers, buddy. I wish I had eggnog. Yeah, I, I would I would salute you. I'll yeah. echo that uh, as well, and yeah, it it, it I'm I'm mm-hmm. glad it. Uh, you know, I guess I I don't know if glad is the right word, but uh, it's it, it's good. I don't know uh, uh, it, that it came up that you know we did lose Jeff this uh, this year, and it was uh, you know it just sucks, man. It really sucks, and I'm sure yeah. his family misses him an awful lot right now, and uh, you know our hearts and his friends miss him an awful lot. I can tell you because I was his friend, and I do. So um, yeah, you know, and, and, and his fans like I, Steve, it, you know. Yeah. yeah, everybody I, fucking misses him. Say, I'm just, <laughs> so I don't, I don't, so, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. Know. you. I just want to. I just want to say, like, you gave a beautiful little toast to Jeff too in that memorial. Oh, so, thanks. I, I, I thought that. Yeah, you said some beautiful words. So the, the whole thing was really meaningful just to a person who really admired his work. So yeah, that was awesome, man. Well done. All right. Well, I got yeah. a couple of you well, along, Brady, because I got. Tons of people now trying to get on the line. Is there anything else? Uh, what do you What do you got? Do you want to plug anything? You got anything exciting going on for 2022? And well, one question I did have for you: uh, that, that what the fuck is this about snow in Hawaii? Does that even happen, or is that just some nonsense, like fake news thing? Um, it happens all the time up on the uh, mountain peaks. It's fake news. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh. Yeah. So if it snows like down a big here thing. where I am. That's news. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Any 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 uh, Christmas plans or 2022 uh, stuff you want to plug? Nah, I got nothing. I just came to say uh, happy right. holidays, y'all. Well, we appreciate it, man. Love yeah. you and stay safe out there. Happy in holidays to you, buddy. All right. Love you both. Take care. XOXO. All right. Good night. Merry Christmas. Merry- all right. There goes Vaney. Now all the people on hold, sit tight. Miguel, you mind just hanging out in the... <laughs> You can go if you want, but 
Mason You've been pushed way to the back of, back of the line because now I've got someone here on hold. Pour yourself, pour yourself a cocktail and get some holiday cheer. We're all here. We're exactly. Gonna, we're going to be here for a while. Oh, yeah, this is, this, is, this is precisely what I – it's funny. Uh, the, the, everything was sort of paced nicely uh, as we went along. Then all of a sudden at the 10 o'clock hour, like, <laughs> I'm looking at, like, a yeah. full fucking thing of people calling in. Everyone and it's like, oh, couple, shit. Everyone got a couple beers in them. People got drinks in them. They yeah, exactly. Out. So hold tight, all the people on hold. We're coming to the next person. Uh, area code 330. You're on the air. Speak <laughs> clearly. Speak clearly and distinctly. Uh, Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Banal of America Christmas Party. Let's see if we can figure out who this is. Pierogies are P-E-Ds. Pierogies are P-E-Ds. Hold on, Tim. You you never heard of a guy called Pierogi Guy? (laughs) Is this Pierogi Guy from Twitter? Yeah. There you go. Oh, <laughs> I, I think I saw, I saw your name today, man. I fucking scared you for you, a are, second there. Are, are you a Pennsylvania dude? My wife's from Pennsylvania. She loves pierogies. You know what? I'm real close. I'm in eastern Ohio. I'm I'm right by the PA border. Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm pretty You're close to Pittsburgh. So. Yeah, you are. No. There's a lot no. of high strange. That's Stan Gordon territory right there. Absolutely. Hey, Steve, did you hear about Jimmy Pesto Sr.? Jimmy Pesto Sr.? Jimmy Pesto Sr., the, the actor who, who 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 portrays him? You didn't hear Who's about him? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you had to uh, read Variety, I think it was, today. Yeah, he, he got fired from Bob's Burgers. Uh, he he oh. was uh, – this, this actually isn't a Jeez. joke. They, they found out. No, there was a picture. There was a picture of him. He was. He was uh, January sixth. He was. He was. He was uh, oh, uh, charging the Capitol. Johnson. Yeah, he was there. No, yeah, no, he was yeah. there. I, I, yeah, I believe yeah. his name is Jay Johnston or something. Yeah, 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 he's been around forever. He's a he's a major guy. Yeah. So yeah, it's weird. Right, yeah. right, right. So Jimmy Pesto Jr. He's out. They canned him. They canned him yeah. from Bob's Burger. They did. They yeah. did. Um, and I, I will attend. Well, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I was uh, sort of, you know, Jay at one time was kind of a thriving member of the alternative comedy scene in L.A. Uh, he was on, like, Mr. Show and a bunch of, like, really, like, he was, like, you know, a very, was a very talented man. Or, I don't know, maybe is. I don't, I don't follow his work for a while. But, uh. He, at some point, he got a little weird. <laughs> people got yeah. strange in the last I, year or so. People got that yeah, pandemic really, I, uh, really turned people inside out. Man, it's pretty, uh, yeah, well, it's pretty I scary. Know, now, pierogi guy, Mr. I, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Steve. Oh no, I was gonna say I know a lot of Mister Show people, and at a certain point, they're just like, "Yeah, Jay's too much, man." <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I I, I got to tell you, Steve. I, I was following him for a little bit. I do know a couple of people, and somebody did tell me that he's like an arch Trump guy or something like that, or yeah. or wow. craven Trump guy was was the term yeah. that, that 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 I heard. And it's like, oh, oh, well, when you hear that about yeah. somebody, yeah. Yeah, he might be yeah. a lot of negative things, man. I think. Yeah, uh, I think no, no. There's him. pictures yeah. of him. Uh, he was fighting with the cops. He was inside the oh, Capitol. Geez. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Wow. He had, like, a headset on. He was coordinating with somebody. It was a whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Hiroki, no, you're out of control. Jesus. <laughs> Check out I'll the Hollywood I'll Reporter. Say this. I'll yeah. say this, because I don't want to speak out of turn either, but uh, uh, rather than yeah. bust your balls when you get off the air, Pierogi guy, I cannot imagine anything more <laughs> like awkward and uncomfortable for Steve than for someone to call in and go, hey, you know that show you were on that time? <laughs> <laughs> Some guy That's who what? also is a regular on that show got fired yes. for doing something terrible. Yes. Did you yes. know about that? Yes. So, so. Why do you think I called in? I, I love it. Calling I love podcasts. it. I, this is I why I called it. in. I, I kind of figured that, that that I was going to be able to scoop you guys on this. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. You brought, you brought some eggs. Jesus Christ. You brought some you're like, <laughs> you're like yeah. going to like the Christmas. You're like going to the Christmas party and being like, did you hear about Cousin Jeffrey? He got arrested for exposing himself. It's like, okay, I'm going to leave the room now. Jesus Christ. Pierogi guy, you're out of control. Pierogi guy. All right. So, hey, Steve, 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 I really enjoy your work. I really enjoy your work. And, uh, no, 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 I, I, I understand that, that you've done quite a bit. I mean, I've, 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 I catch you every so often. And, uh, so great job. And Tim, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> uh, Jack Brewer is a, a little bit baby. out of control. Jack Brewer is out of control. We got to do something about him. Uh, Jack Brewer is a wonderful man. <laughs> oh, he's fantastic. The, the, uh, UFO All right, trail, guy. Like, Have a Merry like Christmas rules. and a okay, Happy listen, New Year. And stay safe and, uh, don't, don't get, don't get your hopes up on winning that football pool. It's all mine to, to take home. <laughs> no, 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 I'm toast on that. Okay, Tim, Steve, we'll see you guys. Bye bye. Good night. Good happy good holidays. Bro. Peace. All right. Pierogi guy, that's just a guy I know on Twitter. So that was great because it was sort of like, that was the Christmas was equivalent great. of like, so- <laughs> Someone, someone you like, you know, the 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 clerk at the at the at the bank down the street just shows up at the, at the Christmas party. But you know what, Tim? That is so necessary to a Christmas party atmosphere. We are. This is being created right here, man. This is an office party right here. Exactly. Cheryl this is the, this is making out in the corner. I mean, yeah, come on, this is great. <laughs> this is the this is the holiday tradition I was hoping to to, to begin tonight. We gotta spread this stuff around. Let's put it on the internet. You're listening to Banal of America Audio. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? Now, the 704 area code, I, I humbly apologize. You've been on hold for almost 15 minutes, but you're br- we're bringing you on the air now. As Ooh. as we told Perot, as we told Pierogi Guy, which w- made no difference whatsoever because Steve and I have never met nor spoken to the man. Um, we, we hope that you are someone we know and you will speak clearly and distinctly so we can determine your identity. So 704 area code, welcome to the Banal of America Christmas party. Happy holidays, happy new year, and, uh, come on in. Why doesn't Santa Claus have any children? (laughs) Oh, I'm, I'm stumped on this one. Keep going because he only comes because he only comes once a year, and that's down the chimney. <laughs> oh shit! All right, I know who this is. I know who this is by 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 both I... tenor and 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 the and, and tone of what he has to say. 
what he has to say. <laughs> Steve, do you know? Do you, I, do you I, recognize I, our caller? It's so familiar to me. Can you say one more thing? Like, hello, my name, you know, hello, <laughs> Tim. Anything? Oh, it it should be very familiar, Steve. Very familiar. <laughs> we met in Nietzsche. See, he's kind of putting on a. He's kind of putting on a, wait, He's wait. kind of putting on airs now. I'll give you some. I'll give you some well, yeah, I'm, clues I'm kinda, now. I'm kind of I'm kind of getting. I'm kind of getting into my Willie Cousin voice. Yeah, this is Cousin. Oh, we got it. <laughs> the there you go. There you go. Like you, 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 your voice was a much different tenor. You, you were putting. You were doing something, weren't you? Yeah, I, I don't know, oh, man. You, I, I've had a. I've had like this series of like revolving colds every two weeks from my twins who are constantly giving me crud. So maybe that's it. Oh, it's oh, to you, man. You know what's weird? And I'm not even joking. Last night, I always like fall asleep listening to uh, the shows you guys are all on, Tim, your show. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and you it was a show, I uh, think, like from a year ago on Soraya's <laughs> Where's the Road Go show. But it happens a lot. Like, you know, like, and, but no, it happens all the time. Where I'll wake up in the middle of the night and take a pee, and, my, and Tim's like ranting about something in my ear. I'm like, ah. <laughs> it's great. But you guys are like right. in my subconscious. Yeah, so do we pop up in your dreams? I, you know, I don't dream oh, boy. I smoke too much weed. I smoke oh, way too much enough, weed to, to dream. It, it, and that's one of the drawbacks really? of uh, cannabis. Yeah, you don't dream. I didn't know that. I, I rarely know, dream, I and I do smoke a lot of pot, so that's entirely possible. Yeah, it, but, there, there you go. Um, I'm tempted. Okay, I tell you what we're going to do. We'll just because there's no one else sort of plugging up the line, so stay on, cut. So we're going to bring on the six one five because they're on, been on hold for 50 minutes too. So we'll mm. we'll just kind of open right, this all up. Right. So John, all right, six one five area code, speak clearly yeah, and distinctly so we can de- determine your identity, please. Welcome to the Banal America Christmas party. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for having me. I don't know if you're going to recognize me because I also have the crud and I lost my voice and I'm just getting it back. This is Kiki. But Tim, you're the best and happy holidays. And hi, Steve. Aww. So nice to talk to you. Hey, how are you? <laughs> this is he did guess, Kiki. He did, I knew who it was and Steve did guess that it was Kiki. So, <laughs> Yeah. <Aww. laughs> Boom. I just heard your episode well, that, on the well, show not too long ago. Gotcha. Nailed it. I am on fire tonight, by the way. You're doing really well. I'm impressed. So I tell you what we'll do, since we've kind of kept this thing going for a while, we'll circle back. I'll give Kutch a moment to think about this. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, I don't know. Well, actually, we'll see if anyone wants to jump in first. So we're asking people, what's your? do you have one particular Christmas memory, good Christmas memory that stands out that, you know, that at this time of year you think back to like, oh, Christmas uh, back in, you know, uh Kiki's younger than, like, I think way younger than the rest of us, so she probably thinks back to, like, you know, the, the 90s or something, or I don't know, but, but any kind of, yes, any kind right. of like, I'm, Christmas. I'm, I'm 29 years old. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm, I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Well, do you, do you, do, does anyone have a, a, a particular Christmas memory that, that stands out that you think back? You're like, oh, now that was, that was one hell of a Christmas. That was, uh, that was, you know, I got something that I always remember getting that I really just blew my mind or, uh, you know, something happened or, you know, anything. So does anyone want to, well, I don't know, I, I'm terrible at these multi-guest situations. So, uh, 
let's see. Does anyone want to jump in with a memory here? I have one. Um, hi, Kiki. There you uh, go. Perfect. That'll give uh, Kiki a chance to think yeah. of something. Hi. I, Kiki. <laughs> okay. All right, Kiki. I hope you don't mind. We've kept you on hold for a while, so we'll we'll uh, we'll take up a little more of your time. But uh, go 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 for it, Coach. Yeah. So I this must have been probably about when I was eight years old or so. My sister and I had asked mom and dad for a computer, and we got through all of our presents under the Christmas tree, and there was no computer. And like we were grateful, but we were still kind of you know a little bit disappointed. And then my dad said, what's that behind, you know, this couch? And we, like, between the couch and the wall was, oh, wow. a, VH, was a VHS cassette on how to operate your computer. Ooh. And he'd already, put it, he'd already put it together upstairs, and it was upstairs waiting for us. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's like. That's... Yeah, it blew my I'll mind. I'll tell you what's the best part. I, I, I love that it was already assembled. Yes. Yeah, it's like yeah, multi-layered. It was like, I, just, I just went, went yeah. Yeah, I just went straight upstairs and like sat down and started going at it. It was great. This was like probably nine never happened or something. And he did, <laughs> and, and your dad did the Christmas story move, like where he's like, "Oh, yeah, exactly. there's one more." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The last one. He probably got it from that, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's genius! Crazy. Wow. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now, what about you, Kiki? You got a Christmas memory? <laughs> I feel so. So on the spot, um, oh, oh, I no. was coming on to ask you guys questions. All right, go like, for it, Dan. Oh, please, the there's Christmas? no rules. Okay, it's a Christmas what, what party. You, what's, what, what's your questions? Oh, okay. What do you want for Christmas? What's on your Christmas list? Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this connects. I don't know if you were. You probably were listening earlier. This connects back to the infamous Terrodrome G.I. Joe incident in my family but it's like my mother is actually kind of terrible at giving gifts so uh i have to sort of advise um so generally i get you know the standard parent gifts that are like socks and and pajamas and stuff and then she'll get me like shit that's like wildly off 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 brand like i i mean i like the office shorts a nice show or whatever but like last year she got me like a that's what she said shirt and it's like, hey. It's <laughs> like, hey, you're too late. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I don't even like the office that much. Like, B, uh, where the fuck would I wear this? <laughs> but, where would I wear that? That's what she said, shirt. But maybe she didn't like the office that much that she thought you needed that shirt. You know, like. <laughs> so, so. We came to – last year was kind of like – it ebbs and flows where I sort of advise on Christmas, and then if I'm busy or time – you know, it's like I, I'll let her handle Christmas this year, and that's when I get the, the office shirts. So this year it was like – I'm like, look, I'm just going to tell you what to get me. And so as we – as the season got closer, anytime I'd sort of run into something that I thought was cool, um, you know, that, uh, that I'm like, all right, just buy me that. You know, so the – I guess I could say what I want – to get for Christmas that I know I'm getting is uh, is and I'll take a picture of it on Christmas and post it on Twitter. But it's like it's hard to explain. But it's like this steampunk like puzzle type thing. It's a clock. It's a working clock that you put together as a puzzle. Like you assemble a working clock made out of little wooden gears and shit. So uh, it's, we Whoa. were at like sort of a hobby store and I and, and it caught my eye and I was like that. That's exact. That's exactly like 
as soon as I saw this existed, I wanted it immediately. So just get me, get me this. So that that's what I'll be getting that for Christmas, so cool. and I'm looking forward to trying to put it together and seeing how it works and everything. Let's go to Steve. Steve what, what what do you want for Christmas, Steve? Well, first of all, I just want to say the image of you sitting on a war, you know, on a cold winter's afternoon putting together a puzzle is pretty adorable. Um, I think anyone anyone who knows you could agree. It's adorable. Um, uh, Well, you know, my wife and I uh, wanted a, I mean, this is like the yuppiest gift ever, uh, a Peloton bike, so we got a Peloton. Oh, nice. Lame. It's the most boring. I mean, you know what? I like it, though. You know, I actually took a ride through Big Sur the other night, and it was was quite nice. And, uh, but um, yeah, it's. It, I live in Omaha right now, and it's cold as hell here. So, you know, I like to get my exercise. So it's it's hard to go outside all the time to take walks and whatnot. So I thought a bike would be good. I can listen to your show while I, you know take a little ride. There you go. Yeah. All right, how about you, Kutch? What do you want for Christmas? Uh, is it tuba related? Oh man, no! I just want some fucking sleeves. That's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm just, I just want to spend time with people. Um, you know, I, I, I actually like thought about, like, I think I might get a video game. Like that's about it. <laughs> I'm, there you my, go. Yeah. You as, 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 as long as my, as long as my basic needs are taken care of and I have, you know, and I'm push I'm working on the next thing and then that's really all that I want these days. Yeah. All right. We still I got Miguel you. here. Miguel, what about you? You want anything for Christmas? Not like I can deliver, but what what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> oh, I thought oh, I thought you were taking uh, notes here. I know that wasn't uh, an offer. <laughs> <laughs> what I would like for Christmas? Uh, well, I was thinking that I haven't bought a new video game console in ages. Like I still yes. have my old Xbox 360, and now that I may have a little extra money thanks to the you know UFO Tower project. I may finally, you know, get me a new, and the, the latest Xbox console to finally uh, play the games that I haven't played in five years. Although that will be kind of problematic because if I get too caught up with that, I might then lag behind with my tight schedule. I might have to work like yeah, chop chop, man, you're on the clock here on through. those tarot cards. You <laughs> now, now what, I, what I will what I will say as an avid gamer myself, I will say what I do is I just don't watch that much TV, and that's the truth. Mm-hmm. I I just say instead of watching TV, I'm going to play a video game. It's much more relaxing. Plus, you can listen to a Terrence McKenna lecture while you do it. It's wonderful. <laughs> so you're getting some education as you're, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, blowing up some tea. I highly recommend the console. Yeah. Now, yeah. At, at the risk of, of – I don't want to put Kutch on the spot because it's like this is personal, but it's also kind of interesting, and I don't I don't think any of uh, the other uh, Red Pill and, and Steve and Kiki and I, we don't have kids. So I guess what's it like – you got kids now, Kutch. Congrats. It's been a while, obviously, but uh, have they? You were showing me down in Nashville that they're like into that. They get Halloween, so it's like they must. They must really get Christmas, right? Are they like all fired up for Christmas? What's that like? Yeah, I'll be completely honest with you. Like, I would say for the past 
maybe five or six years, like I just haven't felt very Christmassy. Um, I think this is where you get older and all the, all the, the shininess wears off. And it was even yeah. that way last year because, you know, as of last year, they were just about to turn two and now they're about to turn three and their little brains are so much more online and they're talking all about Christmas stuff and all about Santa and they're, they're all into the Christmas pageantry. They're, they're so excited. Christmas and Halloween, they, they absolutely both love. So I can't wait. Like, <laughs> I know that when I show them like nightmare before Christmas, it's going to blow their fucking minds. Right. <laughs> right. You're going to be the most fun dad ever. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if they don't wear me down by the time I can be fun with them. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't wait for you to uh, dress as Krampus. <laughs> right. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have to tell them all about that. Yeah. 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 Well, I was laughing yeah, about. Yeah, we were down in Nashville. Cuts was. We were down in Nashville. Cuts was like, I need to teach my kids about so much stuff, like the Russian Revolution, and I'm like, Cuts, they're three. Like, like. What, what, like <laughs> You have time to teach no, them about it, the Russian Revolution. What the fuck? <laughs> Don't stop stressing about no. that. Yeah, I do that. I stress about that all all the damn time. So, yeah, I see you taking a day at a time, I guess. Oh, man. Uh, is anyone doing anything exciting for the holiday? You you going to see family out of state or you, uh, you know, doing, uh, you know, I don't know what else to do on, on the holiday, but is anyone doing anything uh particularly wild for Thanksgiving? Was everyone kind of just chilling out? Christmas. I think everyone's just chilling wait, out. Did you... Well, go ahead, Kiki. Are you traveling, Tim? Yeah, are you traveling? Because I remember that you were traveling at one point, but are you, are you oh, staying Oh, yeah, no, we're not traveling right now? now. No, we're not yeah, traveling. My mom is... <laughs> My mom is traveling to uh to California after the holiday. So but I will I will be staying gotcha. home. And everyone's concerned Aww. about this stupid thing. So you know, yeah. the Omicron. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. As we were saying yeah. at the start of the show, it was like everything was everything seemed to be going on <laughs> according to plan until like ten days ago or two weeks ago, and then it was like, Hold on, we're back at we're back in April of twenty twenty. It was like, What the fuck? Yeah. It's a real shame. Yeah, my parents canceled Christmas altogether. So Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. I hear you. It's really crazy. It's just FaceTiming and video chats and all that. So (laughs) Yep. No, I hear you. That's that's not not a wild Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. It's a strange Christmas, that's for sure. Uh let me think if there's anything else before I start dropping people from the did you have any other questions, Kiki? You said you had questions, so if you have any other questions, now it's yes. time to. Uh... What is? Yes, All right. Yes, oh yes, wow. Yes. What's everybody's favorite? <laughs> Go for it. I'm prepared because I just want to know everybody. And hi, Miguel. I haven't said hi directly to Miguel yet. I'm hi. so excited about the tarot deck. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So one of the questions I wanted to know is, um, what are you making for Christmas, if anything? Because a lot of people at Christmas, they're you know making cookies or they're you know, bringing a side dish or whatever, a fruitcake, Ooh, whatever I love it this. is. So what do you mean? Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't do anything like well, that, so I feel even, I feel like a like a scrub. I, I generally just buy, <laughs> you know, shit and, and try to get something obscure. That's probably the closest I could, you know, to me. So <laughs> I, and I haven't even really found anything. It, it, it's a pretty low-key Christmas here, so it'll be, 
there won't really be a lot of traveling or, or family or anything. So, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, that's out of my realm of expertise. Um, not so your realm. I'll, I'll turn it over, <laughs> Steve. How about you? Are you much of a of a of a of a food I, creator? I, I, well, I am. I absolutely love to cook. I think food is art. You just get to eat, right? And so, uh, I am. A, I'm going to make for Christmas Eve. I'm going to make my parents. And my wife a lasagna, but I have a new take on it where I'm going to attempt to do instead of like you know, you know you know like a meatball mixture you would like you know create with meatballs you know the breading and the spices I'm going to create a meat plate in the middle of a lasagna made out of like meatball stuffing and then just create oh, wow. a lasagna around that. It came to me in all right. Drink. So uh, yeah, oh, you know yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. And then, uh, you know, I think on uh, Christmas Day, I think I'm going to, you know, probably just have a turkey and some mashed potatoes, kind of a Thanksgiving repeat with my parents. But I'm trying to be good with COVID and everything, so I'm kind of just, you know, locking it down and hanging with my my family over the break. So it's going to be low pro. I'm going to watch The Witcher 2. I'm excited about that. Play some video games. I'm going to kind of let my brain just go to mush. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like. (laughs) I just, I just, I'm kind of envious, like, like cooking up like dream lasagna and playing video games. And you didn't even mention the Peloton after all that food, which I really admire. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, you know, well, yeah. Hopefully that doesn't become like a, a coat rack, you know, after like a week, you know. Yeah. I, I worry about that. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm excited. You know, I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to take some little high strangers adventures locally around here. There's a bunch of places I want to go check out. So that 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 kind of a, uh, you know, I'm becoming nice. an old man. I, I like fo- I like folksy high strangeness. So uh, yeah, that's that's I'm gonna, I'm going to indulge myself the next couple of weeks. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm turning definitely into that. Uh, the traveling I did this summer to various parts of like the Champlain Valley and shit kind of really did oh. connect me to that same strain that you're talking about. That it's like yep. small town paranormal is enjoyable stuff. And, and it's really like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. earnest and it's, uh, you know, it's not commercialized and it's, uh, you know, you can get some really interesting stories out of that and, and, and meet some interesting yeah, people. Well, so it's, yeah. If you, if you dig enough, there's, I, I, I don't, I'm not even like, I, there's so much weirdness all around everywhere that if you just look a little bit, like there's so much local stuff to go check out. So in, in Nebraska, there's it's such a small little microcosm, but there is a ton of weird stuff that's happening around here. So I am yeah. just so excited to just go out there and get weird. All right, we got we got another person on the line here. So if anyone's if anyone's being stressed for time, let us know and we'll we'll bid you adieu. Um, it's not a problem. I, I, no one will won't take it personally or anything. Um, but we'll bring in what I think will probably be the last caller of the night to join the to join the party. Uh, I know who it is because I know the number by heart. But uh, uh, Steve, I think he'll be able to guess it pretty quickly. Okay. So. Caller from the two one three area code, please speak, oh. speak clearly and distinctly. Don't put on a fucking act like Kutch being the game show host, which I actually kind of <laughs> loved because yeah, it, 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 it was so Kutch. Like it's like Kutch, he's trying to guess your voice, and you're purposely trying to fuck with him. You are <laughs> you are disqualified <laughs> from the competition. So, so, 
<laughs> so, so, Christmas so, is canceled. Uh, all right, so the, the, the newcomer to the conversation, please uh, dive on into the Banal of America Christmas party. Hello? <laughs> Gregory. Oh, God. <laughs> He's doing it, too, now. He's doing it Steve even worse. Hello, yeah. Steve. Hello, Miguel. And I didn't hear anybody else. And Tim, of course. I think he got everybody. He got Kutch, right? Oh, Kutch there? He's been he's been uh, non-game showing since I've been listening the last, like, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's here. Kutch is here. Oh, okay. Steve, so do you, you want to register a, a call on the name? I think you'll be able to get it, but. Well, it's one Sir Gregory Bishop, of course. The best golf yeah. partner anyone could ever ask for, let me tell you. <laughs> People don't know that and I, and I up in the links. once a month we used to go play golf and all we did was play golf really badly and talk shit about ufologists. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> it was so cathartic. Hey, that could be a TV show. Yeah, it, it, yeah I, I know agree. we were thinking about it. We were trying to figure out a way oh. to do it. and I was trying to get – Giorgio Sukalos lives near that golf course and I was trying to get him to go, but he doesn't play golf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That would have been a great now, Greg, third, man. <laughs> the, one of the themes sort of of the show tonight has been like memorable memorable Christmas moments. Do you have any sort of Christmas that stands out where you got something that you really wanted or uh, you went somewhere that was memorable or, you know, a good Christmas memory, not like, uh, you know, not like my cat died kind of, cat died <laughs> kind of shit. Well, but, but, you know, uh, so, some memorable Christmas that you're like, you you know, as this time of year comes by, you're like, oh, Christmas of 1985. That was the fucking, that was the year. God, every Christmas just blends together into one giant mush. Um, yeah. Wow. I find that, I too, mean, yeah. But, yeah, you know what? I'm all spending it with my, my family, so there's not too, really too many, you know, anything memorable except, you know, the... Uh, my mom and dad telling stories about when they were younger and like the stuff they, they saw when they were, you know, cause they were basically the greatest generation or whatever it's called. And they went through the, like the majority of the 20th century through wars and everything. So they got all kinds of stories. So, you know, if I had to think of anything about Christmas, it's my mom and dad telling stories about when they were younger, when they were like young adults and all the, all the, the giant things that were going on that seem, you know, things that are going on now in a lot of ways just seem very, Unimportant compared to what they went through, like you know, World War Two and the Korean War and you know Vietnam yeah. and, and Nixon resigning and all that other stuff. So, um, yeah, not 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 too much uh, regular craziness on on Christmas. We never had like big arguments or anything. Oh, I remember one good Christmas. My mom set the house on fire. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, no well, shit. it's not a great memory, but that one sticks out. She was <laughs> she was using a wok to cook something, I think, and she left it left the uh, whatever the grease on the stove for too long because guests were saying something, and we saw we were there eating, and I said, "Hey, who's got an orange light going in the kitchen?" We go in there, and like the stove. I mean, the cabinet above the stove is all on fire. There's, like, fire coming out of the wok. And it's like, um, 
we actually didn't call the fire department. We actually, I went outside and wetted down a blanket and threw it on top of the grease fire and it stopped it. <laughs> I sprayed water all over it. Yeah, but we basically almost burnt the house down. Or my, my mom did. Grease on the pressure. grease. Yeah, yeah, she forgot the grease, brought about, about the grease in the, in the frying pan, and it just started a huge, a huge grease fire. But I remember just sitting in the living room, or dining room, and going, why is there a blinking orange light in the kitchen? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Aurora Borealis. Yeah. So That's wild. Almost called the fire department. Yeah, everybody kind of, everybody actually kind of kept their heads. Like, you go get a blanket. You take that outside. You know, I'll throw baking soda over here. Well, you know, so we no, nobody freaked out. We just kind of went, whoa, we better take care of this. And it, it, it worked out okay. But, yeah, the, the entire kitchen was black with smoke. It was amazing. <laughs> wow. That's wild. Everybody else has been like, I got I got the G.I. Joe <laughs> yeah. rescue ranger. There was that. And I, I, got a, I got a Schwinn Stingray, a purple one, which is got with the banana seat and all that when I was a kid. So that, that's the one I – that's right the one on. gift I remember. Because I said I want a purple bike, and I, not only did I get a purple bike, I got like – a deluxe, top of the line, kick-ass purple bike for Christmas. Nice. Why? Why, why yeah. purple? Just. Yeah. Why purple? It was my favorite color then. Yeah, it was my favorite yeah. color. Now, now it's like cobaltish blue. But when I was a kid, it was purple. You and Jim Maskus of Dinosaur Junior. Oh yeah, is that his favorite color? Oh yeah, it's very bad. This whole situation. Yeah. Well, let's circle. Strangely, I'm going to circle back around on on Kiki's question here to uh, to Coach oh, and Reptil since they've been <laughs> hanging on. We got one more person on hold. We're going to get you on in just a moment, so hang tight. Kutch, how about you? Do you do you have any? I I would love to know this. Is there a Kutch Christmas, you know, specialty that? Uh, just, I, shit, I'm looking at the list. I've been writing down all the people that have called in. This has been an amazing night. And uh, I'm like, shit, let's <laughs> cookbook together. We have enough people to put together a cookbook. So is there, is there, what, what would your entree into the Kutch Christmas or uh, what would the Kutch Christmas uh, recipe be? Or do you cook anything? Do you make anything for the holiday? I make love at the holiday. No, I, I, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I, my, my my mom has a kick-ass recipe for uh, spicy chocolate bourbon balls, which are oh boy. Um, just, they're, they're these they're these it's like cocoa powder, it's cocoa powder and cayenne pepper and uh, and bourbon. Oh wow! Flour and you mix it all yes, together please. and it's it's delicious. It's awesome. These yeah. are my favorite. I'm things. trying to like I'm trying to like track that that list of things. So, so spicy coconut. Chocolate. No, 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 cayenne. Okay. Cayenne. 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 I, I, he, he's got that, that Georgia heat right there. Yeah. yeah. Bring, yeah. Him, bring him the heat. Yeah. So it's like a hot, That's it's like a spicy, purple. hot chocolate coconut. Then, bourbon ball. Am I right? No, bourbon yeah. ball. There's no, there's no coconut. There's it was no bourbon. bourbon. It's cocoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cocoa. <laughs> ah! Cocoa, spicy, coconut. Spicy. Spicy. Tim's recipe is totally different from Cushion's. <laughs> I gotta, like call Cutch up like in a week ball. and be like, I made your coconut balls and they sucked. <laughs> yeah, why did you tell me to put gunpowder in them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miguel. Miguel, how about you? You do you uh, do you conjure anything for the holiday? Do you uh, cook anything up for for friends and family? Do you have a signature dish that you bring to the uh, Christmas gatherings? 
Oh, first off, I mean, uh, coming from a Mexican family, uh, with my mom being a, a, an amazing cook, like, oh yeah, she I is. Never I can like to bring anything to to the Christmas dinner. Uh, what what she does is probably something that you guys in the states have never tried. It's a very traditional Christmas dish in Mexico called romeritos, which is pretty much some kind of like uh, vegetable that is uh, cooked with uh, mole, so it's chocolatey, but it also has uh, drinks, uh, and it has uh, potatoes, and it's oh. so good. It's so good if you mix it with, you know, uh, wow. ham or with, or with uh, your roasted turkey. And they also make this thing called, uh, it's a it's a goth dish uh, recipe. Uh, it's made with olive oil and with, also with, uh, with, uh, with, with small potatoes and with almonds uh, and with all those things. It's a, it's a, something that is uh, from Spain, this recipe. So, so it's also something that the Mexicans have like, uh, heritage from, from our time with being a Spanish colony. But it's the kind of things that probably are very traditional in Mexico and would be totally foreign for you guys. But that, that to me are the, the flavors of, 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 of Christmas. That and, of course, the turkey and the thing. But that especially is the thing that reminds me of Christmas. Oh, mm. nice. wow. Nice. Wow, yeah. wow. His yes. mom's an amazing yes, cook, I can attest. Mm-hmm. He said, my um, mom wants to make you dinner when we were there. And I, he said, what do you want? And I said, anything she makes. He goes, well, you got to name something. I said, I don't know, name stuff. And the first thing he said that I had no idea what he's talking about, I said, have her make that. And it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, man <laughs> alive. Oh, that's just <laughs> now, like I, I, I feel like I need to sit down. Yeah, for dinner, I mean, for dessert, we had, like, all these little pastries and candied figs, I think, which were, which were like, yes, heaven. Yeah. Man, all I'll right, now let's what. bring in There's the uh, last caller, because they've been on for hold for a while, because we're coming near the end of the show, and I'm going to start... Uh, I gotta start sweeping people out of here so we can wrap things up. And the last caller, uh, presumably of the night, is here. Speak, uh, please speak distinctly and clearly. So our esteemed guest host, you're the guest host, uh, Steve, can uh, can can guess the name. Okay, Welcome to the Christmas distinctly and clearly. Hey, this is Jason Offit calling into uh, to the show. <laughs> wow! Yeah, nice. Local, local hey, West legend. Did I? Hey, yeah, are you guys kind of from around the same area? The show. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, I mean, little side note. I would love to meet you. You're, where do you live? How far away are you from Omaha? You're not far. Aren't you? <laughs> oh, uh, no, no. I'm like, um, yeah, I'm in Maryville, Missouri. So that's like uh, two hours. Yeah, we got we got two hour drive. Coffee. Sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah I, great, I, I, really, I really loved your book about uh, the paranormal 100 miles away from your house. I'm sorry, I can't remember oh, the title. Oh yeah, yeah, terrible job pushing that. Super fun. Uh, no, no, that, 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 you know, you got the sub the subtitle right. <laughs> Thank you. It was, Thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It spoke to me though because that's 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 local lore that I can appreciate, man. I've loved it. 
Well, yeah, I did. A, I, did I did a couple things like uh, the Jocelyn Castle in uh, in Omaha. I did uh, oh, uh, the Herb gotcha. Shermer case in, uh, in Ashland. Oh. Yes, please. Yeah, and I did the uh, um, oh the the case at Big Lake in uh, yep. in Council Bluffs. The Jacques, yeah, yeah. Jacques Fillet. I was out there. Jacques Fillet did that. Go. Yeah. See, what we need to do is put Fillet. you two together in the Midwest to explore strange and yep. unusual shit. That would definitely. Uh, that was called. It was called What Lurks Beyond the Paranormal and you. No, but but you two together now. Yeah. You gotta you gotta take Steve around yeah. to the best of the best. Uh, now, Jason, I feel like yeah. you, of all people, would have the most. Uh, well, I don't. Now I feel like I'm putting you on the spot. So I, let's let's rewind. Jason, do you have a particular Christmas memory that stands out? Uh, a toy that you wanted that you got? A fire that your mother might have set? Uh, <laughs> um, any 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 sort of any sort of Christmas memory uh, that you'd like to share here with the uh, the Banal of America Christmas party? Well, I mean, um, yeah, it, it, when I was 12, uh, during Christmas dinner, uh, my, uh, yeah, this is, my mom had a stroke and died at the, at the kitchen table. Okay, that was a lie. Ah, oh, Jesus, dude. I totally made that up. I totally made that up. No, man. <laughs> I dressed as my barrister. <laughs> yeah, no, that dude, was, yeah, the that dead air there was like... Too, the yeah. dead air. I'm thinking. I'm like, my mind's running a mile a minute. Like, all right, where do we go from here? Where do we? <laughs> we yeah, got no, a problem, uh, Houston. Uh, I was just playing with that. No, no, no. Um, Christmas. No, uh, Christmas was was a lot of fun. I mean, I got my GI Joe with Kung Fu grip. I mean, I had no no worries worries in in, in that department. Uh, I think the 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 thing that really stands out to me is, um, I don't know. I was about seven years old, and I didn't believe Santa Claus existed. And I wanted to prove it, so I took a I took our beanbag chair, and I put it next to the Christmas tree, and I slept next to the Christmas tree, and goddamn oh, wow. Santa Claus's presents were, were were under the tree that night. Well, that's Whoa. adorable. You yeah, have like a real that's really, a real like that's a real fucking Christmas. Like you had the, I mean, and I mean this in the nicest way. You had like the stereotypical little kid Christmas yeah. experience. I fucking love it. That's a that's yeah. a Folgers commercial, nineteen eighty four. So <laughs> damn straight it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I had. Wow. But yeah, that, that's that's, wild, that's my big big Christmas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was that's boring. pretty cool. Damn, I'm sorry. No, yeah, I didn't, dude, that I didn't was have, awesome. Uh, yeah. That was heartwarming. <laughs> it was. It was. We needed that. It was a Santa miracle. It felt really sweet to hear. It was a good reminder that there's still yeah. mystery in the day. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Kiki, exactly. I know you're under the weather. I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm going to start. Uh, we'll start sort of clearing the thing. So, Kiki, what did you mm-hmm. – you asked us now – what you want for Christmas and what your Christmas dish is. So what are your answers to the, what are the answers to your own questions that you brought to the uh, Christmas party tonight? Um, For Christmas, I really want a stone roses t-shirt. I know that sounds weird, but like it's a band and like I was, I was was on a long drive and I was listening to them and I was like, I really want a stone roses t-shirt. And I was like, man, I wish I could tell somebody to get that for me for Christmas. So 
that's just a hint to whoever is listening. I mean, if you go to Redbubble, I bet we could find a real nice one for you. Maybe like a right. ringer shirt, real nice with red ringers Ooh. on there. Whoa. Yes. Don't like worry. a 90s retro we'll ringer tee. Yeah, but not make it look like it's like Target retro, but real retro. You know, like it's like, you know, you yeah. want some, I want like a, a hippie in Northern California who made it, you know, like the real deal. Yeah. Like I bought it in Virgin Records in 1994. Absolutely. There you go. That's nice. what I'm going there, for. There we go. That's, yeah. that's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And, well, um, don't worry. Tim knows uh, Good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll need an address, but yeah, I'll, we'll get. Well, I'll, yeah. I can work on that. <laughs> well, well, I'll be up that way. I think this when the COVID thing is kind of out of the way, I'll come up and and be in your neighborhood. So we'll hang out and um, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll bring see you around twenty twenty five. The COVID thing's never going to be out right? of the way. It's never going anywhere. Oh my goodness. Oh. Um, and what's your and Christmas dish? And then this year I'm making macaroni and, macaroni and cheese. That's this year's Okay. Oh. Which is funny because I'm is usually it? eating vegan. So <laughs> this year I'm just You're like giving, giving yourself up. dairy. Like, oh. No, you know what? Let's good. do give it. Give yourself a little dairy. Happy holidays. Give yourself a dairy gift. I've been a vegetarian a, a, a good portion of my life. And sometimes I would go oh, without wow. dairy. But then over the holidays, I would sometimes give myself the, the gifts of dairy. And it's a real yeah. nice little treat. And so you you have yourself a treat. Really, now are we are we talking like yeah. a kind of like a fancy mac and cheese or or, or out of the box? Yeah, what's the story no, with this I'm mac and cheese? Fancy. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna make it real fancy. You know, when you add you, the mustard flavor and the cayenne and everything, oh, and you yeah. make like the top oh, really like crunchy because you put it in the oven. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Sure. <laughs> okay. So sure. you make you, you, make, you, you make a bechamel to to melt the cheese in. And uh, oh, there we go. and and then you like maybe put yeah. some breadcrumbs on top to make it really crunchy when you yep. bake it. Yep. Absolutely. Maybe some balsamic Brussels sprouts in the oven so they get nice and crispy. That is a great <laughs> side dish to a fancy mac and cheese. <laughs> oh man. Putting. Put yeah. What? No, you're Brussels not from the Midwest, the then, man. Omaha, seriously, no, it's hot dogs in the mac and cheese. That's his Midwest. I know, but I'm personally from California oh, for 20 years. I, you know, I'm a Californian in Nebraska now. I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm, you know, I, I dress like Jerry Garcia going to the grocery store. Everyone thinks I'm some like weird mystic guy. I, 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 I look like a, I look like a new age cult leader at the grocery store. I wear like, the That's the guy from Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, they're thinking, I look great. He don't vote the way we do. That's exactly what they're thinking. (laughs) That's true. Well, I live in a very blue district. I live in a very blue district, thank goodness. But, uh, yeah, yeah, there's some uh, interesting things, you know. Definitely, it's it's California. It is not. Now, I I have – this is another sort of uh, completely off-the-wall sort of Kutch-only question, in a sense, because he can answer this now. Kutch, are you – are you, <laughs> I'm gonna say this like it's some. I'm gonna say this like I'm, fo- I'm I'm on Fox News. Are you perpetuating the myth of Santa Claus to your children? Uh, like, are you are you oh, are you uh, building up Santa? Like, what's what's question. what's the Santa story in the Cutch House? Absolutely, right now. Like for right now, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think that 
I don't know with, with with where I've come around on you know paranormal and stuff. Um, I think I think archetypes are like as important as anything else that there is out there, and I think that archetypes can be as real as a lot of other things. So we're definitely doing that. Yeah, you need I to be anchored. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think as they get older, there's going to be Santa, but we're also going to have a Jesus birthday cake too, just to, yeah. <laughs> so I express the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense. At what have you? Uh, I almost feel bad because like, all right, if anyone wants, we're, we're running up to the end of the thing, but I, I can go over it a little bit longer. I don't want to keep anyone too much longer because I know you all have given up time here to jump into this party but we're having this group conversation so um you know dive out if it's if it's <laughs> be like hey i gotta get home and and tuck my kids in or whatever or, or you know uh i don't want to hold anyone for any longer than well, they have to well so thank you to the live <laughs> listeners who who've been tuning in we're going to talk a little bit more um and uh, I'll run down the list of thanks to all the people who called in tonight. So, but I guess the the maybe this is a good sort of ending question. But like, when did? Yeah, I guess we'll go down the list here. We'll start with Kutch because uh, actually, let's. Now I had to mute Red Pill because I, I think his phone is giving us terrible uh, feedback because there was this weird whomping sound. So let's get him, him back in here. Yeah. Well, now it seems to be gone. So all right, Red Pill, you're there, right? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Um, so, well, I guess we'll go through now uh, as we wrap it up. Like, when did you, when did you like realize that Santa wasn't real? That might be an interesting sort of question to, and, and, and you know, I, we can understand the whole uh, like, okay, oh, Santa's real, you know, uh, that kind of thing. But like, when, when we, you know, as you were a kid, when you were like, all right, I don't think this is all it's crap got to be. So uh, we'll start with you, Miguel. Do you recall like that moment? Oh, yeah, very vividly. In fact, it is one of my worst uh, Christmas memories of my childhood. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, the thing is, yeah great I, job, I, Tim. Twelve <laughs> 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 years old, something like that. People will say, oh, well, you, you were already too old to uh, still believe in Santa. Well, anyway, I stick to this. Uh, like every... Child in Mexico, I wrote my letter. I put it uh, under the tree, my shoe. I don't even remember what I asked, I guess, you know, the usual stuff, maybe a bicycle or something like that. Um, you guys remember, like, what is, what is the, the, the rush, excitement of waking up on the Christmas morning and thinking, oh my gosh, you know, my person will be there. And running down the stairs as fast as you can to the living room. And then I didn't see anything under the tree. Like, oh, no. And I kept looking, I kept looking, and then I noticed that there was something inside my shoe, which was two pieces of paper. One of the pieces of paper was uh, a bank check, you know, the, that was uh, uh, amounted to a, 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 a really nice sum of money for a kid in the 1980s in Mexico. And the other one was a letter signed by Santa Claus 
uh, asking for my forgiveness because he hadn't had time <laughs> to go get my present. Oh, oh wow. Oh, man. Grab this check for me so I could buy anything I wanted. So, Matt, you, could, you can probably imagine what happened to that check, like, almost immediately. <laughs> the most expensive confetti. <laughs> you can go find. And then I proceeded to write a very furious and very nasty letter to Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa, oh, wow. you did. You know, I was, yeah. I was texting you, like I wrote you with plenty of time. You know, and, 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 and this is how you do your work, you know. Can I <laughs> Very sloppy of you, Santa. What the fuck? Basically, obviously, uh, my mom came down. She noticed what I did. She was very upset with me because. She explained to me that the check was issued by my father, obviously, and because she, had, she she hadn't had any time to go you know, and get me any presents, and they were very disappointed in my immature behavior. But in my defense, I I still believe that that was kind of like the worst way to break or destroy the innocence of a yeah. child. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I picked a really dark question to end this show on, but uh, yeah, shit. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it, in a way, though, Miguel, it's like it's like a beautiful and rich story, though. Yeah, exactly. You have a great story to look back on now, and uh, yeah, and and I guess yeah, and and see how you, that how you, uh, it transformed you in a way. So. Okay. All right. Well, Miguel, I'm going to let yeah. you go now. I want to thank you for calling in and joining us on the Christmas party. Uh, I appreciate your patience here in this last hour as uh, we got swamped with folks. And um, I love all you guys, and I really appreciate you joining in. We're going to keep going down the line here, but I'm going to I'm going to let you go because otherwise I'll feel compelled to keep this conversation going all night. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to subject anyone to to. As Greg Bishop can attest, when I get when I've had a few beers in me, the conversation can go very long. So uh, I don't want to. I, I just wanna, opened up a new. I just opened a new beer. So, I mean, like, we, we, we're going down the line. But thank you, uh, thank you for joining us on the Christmas party, Miguel. Have a very merry Christmas and a happy New Year. And I will. Uh, we'll all see you in 2020, 2022, my friend. Merry Christmas, Miguel. Peace, brother. Great to hear your voice. Feliz Navidad, guys. Feliz Navidad. All right. Feliz Navidad, Navidad, my friend. All right. There goes Miguel. All right. Now, who's down next? Who's All right. Who's 704? Is that Kutch? That's me. All right. You got your you got your Santa story? Is there a, is there a moment when you were like, "Oh shit, Santa's not real?" There is, but I'm just going to I'm just going to leave it at this. Um it was yeah. later than I am comfortable admitting. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, come on, you it was... stop there. <laughs> we like twenty so fifteen. So, so we're talking like we're, we're talking like twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was actually earlier <laughs> this year. Uh, it was it was Friday. Um, <laughs> uh... 
It's fake. Well, 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 when, when, when one of your kids was like, this whole story's not adding up, Dad. You're like, you know what? Now that I think of it. <laughs> I mean, it's all conspiracy. I mean, Santa is pretty fake. If I'm not, you know. Oh, yeah. I just want to put that oh, out there. Yeah. <laughs> have you, have um, you, before I let you go, Cuck, have you thought about how you'll deal with all that? Like, see, that's just, that's one of those things. Like, Miguel was talking about the that that sort of innocence. It's like, oh, Jesus, that's a lot of responsibility with the kids. Like, how long am I going to keep telling them? That, <laughs> how do I ease them into the knowledge that, you know. But, I mean, I think all of us, all the folks here, are, like, enlightened enough to sort of be able to navigate that in a way where we, we would be able to be like, look, it's Santa itself is not real, but the fucking concept is this, and you hope that your kids are old enough to kind of fucking grasp that, you get them to that age or something like that. Maybe. You hope. Yeah, I mean, that's my hope. I mean, like, I, I think that one of two things will happen. Either they'll figure it out, and they'll kind of just, it'll sort of happen slowly, or I'll have to break the news to them, and then they'll have, like, you know, a dark midnight of the soul as five-year-olds or whatever. Not five-year-olds, <laughs> I guess. As, 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 Ten-year-olds as or whatever, I yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, but uh, you know they'll, they'll have a period where they where they uh, have a severe mistrust of authority, and then hopefully we can just rebuild that trust over the years. <laughs> yeah, re, re, remold it into a, an appropriate mistrust of authority, I guess. Right. Well, I I, I, I want to yeah. thank you for calling in on the Christmas party, man. Love you. Uh, it was great hanging out with you down in Nashville, and uh, I, I I hope and presume I will see you in Nashville again in 2022. Maybe Steve Berg will be there. Maybe some of the other oh, folks we talked to tonight will be there, and yeah, it was it was just awesome hanging out with you. And, and uh, I envy you, man. I wish I had some kids to kind of, you know, uh, yep. just celebrate Christmas. Dad, it's just cool. I can't wait. I can't wait till my niece is old enough that I can be like the wacky uncle who's like, I know Santa Claus. <laughs> as a matter of as a matter of fact, I'm gonna get him on the phone yeah, right yeah. now. So you better shut up. <laughs> so I. I yeah, it's all the fun that can yeah, be had. I, I really do envy you, man. I, I hope you have a very merry Christmas and happy New Year. And please give my love to uh, your folks as well and your and your family. Oh, absolutely, love you too, buddy. Uh, uh, merry Christmas, everybody here, and uh, and I'll yeah talk to everybody later. Merry Christmas, bye bye. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Steve. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas, Greg. Merry, merry Christmas, Christmas. good night. Bye. All right, there goes Koch. Now. All right, who's next? Uh-oh. Yeah, who's next? 615, is that Kiki? Yeah, that's me. All right. Well, that Nashville this area. Is, this, this is like this is turning into like the the dark hour, but like well, all right, when did you when when were you like, all right, this Santa thing is kind of you know, not uh and I guess I'll jump in actually just to sort of ease it. I didn't have any great big moment. It was just kind of like this realization dawned on me like in third grade where I was like I did have a friend, actually, who's a good friend of mine still to this day, who was like, Santa's not real. And I guess, like, the idea that Santa wasn't real never even entered my mind. And as soon as he said it, it was like, yeah, that makes sense. And and that just didn't really – it wasn't some earth-shattering moment for me. But uh, I guess that's why I'm so easygoing about about the question. But did anyone – you know, did did you what, – what, what, do you have any recollection of when you were like, all right, wait a minute, this is – this is uh this is what Christmas is really. It's not this uh Santa thing. Uh, my experience was similar to yours. I you know, I I never really 
imagine that Santa couldn't be real. You know, my parents did a really good job where they would like, like we'd put cookies and milk out and Santa would, you know, have half the glass of milk and leave a bite of the cookies. And we used to leave carrots out for the reindeers and they did a really good job at setting it up. And I was just so convinced um, until about third grade. And um, that was only because there were kids in my class who told me that um, it wasn't, yeah. It's kind of, I guess that is a little sad, but at the same time, I'm so thankful that my parents just did such a good job. Like, yeah, you know, like if I had kids, I'd do the whole thing, like really set it up, just like, you know. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Um, yeah, I would go like over the top with it. Yeah, All right, well, I want to thank. It seems like so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Just Christmas is awesome, man. Christmas is awesome. Well, I want to thank you for calling in and, and joining us on the Christmas party. I really appreciate it, and uh, it's been it's been awesome. So thank you so much, and have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It was so nice to talk to you and so nice to talk to all of you. I hope you all have, a, you know, a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Stay safe. All right, you too. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Kiki. All right, we're down to uh, Greg Bishop and Jason Offit real quick. We lost Steve Berg uh, in the chaos, and now the British lady, my nemesis, uh, won't let him back on the, sh- the show. <laughs> so our our, Damn our guest lady. host, yeah, our guest host has been bounced by by the British woman. Um, so we're we're really in the home stretch now. So all right, Greg, real quick, uh, Santa Santa Revelation. Do you have any particular Santa revelation? There was never a revelation. It was just kind of like my parents stopped doing it, and then we didn't ask or some kids <laughs> at school. And I think my sister and I, like, totally suspected it, so it was not like this big, like, oh, no. It's kind of like, yeah, well, of course. <laughs> we finally realized it. So that that was uh, there, there was no trauma involved, uh, strangely enough. So that that that's that's my story. Oh, my favorite, uh, the food I'm making is my mom's stuffing, which is amazing. You did not ask me about awesome. that one. All right. Yeah. Well, it's, I've been trying. It's like this has been like trying to conduct an orchestra here. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah. Seven people on the air at once. All right, Greg. Well, thank you. Oh, I should mention, Greg will be on uh, next Tuesday night. Uh, for the uh, annual year in review show where we'll look back at all the weirdness of the past year. Uh, yeah, I mean, you all know it. It's the Banal of America year in review. Yeah, We've been doing it for like, like 15 12 years. 12 or 13. Yeah, something like that. It's been that. a long time. I'm going to look it up, and when we do the show, I'll let you know. But it's been, I bet it's been like oh, 15 years. Yeah, I and it's it. it's so memorable that I actually have, a, I actually have the memory of that. The, when we first started uh, – Hardcore and all of America aficionados will remember that when we first started, we had uh, it was me, you, and Nick Redfern, but and it was just the UFO year in review. And Nick was always just so yeah. nonplussed by every story that it was like, I'm not going to waste poor Nick's time with this because he'd be like, Oh, it's all a bunch of shit. It's all just another bunch of shit. And he'd be like, Okay, well, then how about this? How about the number three story of the year, Nick? And he'd be like, Just another bunch of bollocks. And like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> we stopped oh, being man. cynical about it after a while because we got tired of being cynical because that wasn't any fun. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. I got to get Nick back on the show. God bless him. All right. Well, Greg, yeah, have a very did. Merry Christmas. I'm you sure too. I'll talk to you uh, before the holiday, and uh, we'll definitely talk before the new year. We'll talk next week on the show. So uh, thank you for joining us on the Christmas party. This was awesome, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks to everybody that was on, and uh, talk to you all soon, I hope. Absolutely. All right, off it. It's closing time. Tamar, Last call. Man, Just I, you and me. Uh, man, so many times I've heard that. <laughs> Dude, thanks for the invitation. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, I'm trying to text Steve Berg like... <laughs> <laughs> like, sir, okay, I'll close right, out man. the show. Don't worry. So do you? That's do okay. You... No, no, I'll, I'll fill in. I'll, I'll fill in with the quick Christmas question. <laughs> did you? Right, did no, you go uh... ahead and do your business, man. <laughs> what was your? Do you have a Santa revelation or no? Well, yeah, I do. Well, yeah, I do. And uh, okay. like I told you, the, uh, uh, the you know, I was seven and I stayed up for Santa. And, and oh I yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you do. You're the one that inspired the okay, question. Yeah, I... I apologize. Yeah, yeah, but so okay, so uh the next Christmas, uh I was, you know, doing whatever stupid kids do and I was crawling under my folks' bed in December and I found all these boxes. And I found two boxes that were uh you know, these GI Joes and one said had the name Jason on it and the other had the name Greg on it. Greg was my cousin, <laughs> we're the same age. So I took mine out of the box, and I played with it and broke it. And I put it back in the box, and I switched Greg and Jason's names. So his was the broken one, and mine was the new one. Oh, I've you apologized devil. to him since. I've totally apologized to him since, like six months ago. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, then it was Christmas, and I opened the I opened this box. Because I realized those boxes were for Christmas. Mom and Dad got us presents. But when I opened the box, it said from Santa. And it was that uh, goddamn G.I. Joe. Yep. And I realized at that point, yeah, okay, there's there's something wrong here. Yeah, for aspiring parents or would-be parents, that's that, I think that's probably the biggest pitfall they make where it's like they they get the gift. You know, the the kids saw them buy the gift, and it was like, wait a minute, I saw you buy that at fucking at the store last week. How did how did how did this wind up uh, being from Santa? So right, and and my my wife and I uh, agreed. Um, our our oldest is seventeen, and 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 my wife and I agreed when he was when he was a baby that we were not going to uh, do Santa with the kids, and we haven't. And we've got three kids, and one of the things we made made them promise is they would not tell their classmates that Santa didn't exist. <laughs> That's a good deal, though. That's good because, like I said, yeah. I I didn't I didn't realize that Santa wasn't real until some kid in my class mentioned it. So. <laughs> and now, right? Well, I, that, uh, that's pretty normal, and and I guess my seventeen-year-old now could. I'm, I'm sure he's now, now and nobody would care. <laughs> I, I, I think you'll be delighted to know, Jason, that now having thought of this, well, I guess because of the adult language, no no parent should be playing this in their car with their children. 
But if but but if by some reason some liberal with language parent is playing the Banal of America Christmas party in their car on the way to grandma's, we have completely fucking ruined Santa <laughs> for them. I'm just imagining a moment where like some family's driving and listening to the show, and it's like, so why did you know Santa wasn't real? And the fucking the dad's like, oh shit, All right, I gotta, I gotta turn, I gotta turn off this Banal of America show. Shit, they just ruined Christmas. So. Yeah, and you might get sued, and it'll be uh, a Supreme Court By case Santa. like uh, you know the U.S. versus uh, George Carlin that case. Yeah, exactly. You'll be there, famous, yeah, that dude. should be. Imagine that. It's like, it's like, yeah. Should it be illegal that people uh, to reveal the truth about Santa on on media? Tim Benal is on trial. Well, on that note, I mean, it's just you and me now. We've we're, we're it, 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 you're, now this is me frantically running around the house throwing beer cans into. Into the trash bag and uh, and and, <laughs> and 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 talking to you. So I I will uh, wish you a very merry Christmas. Thank you so much for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining the Christmas party. This was this this show went uh, beyond my wildest dreams. So uh, and I, I really appreciate you being a part of it. All right, again, thanks for the invite, and Tim. It's always wonderful to hear your voice, uh, sir. Have a merry Christmas. Have a very merry Christmas, my friend, and a happy New Year. Same. Bye. All right. There you go, folks. We lost Steve Berg in the chaos of uh, of everyone leaving. So it's uh, it's just your old bunny, but all. And uh, as I said, that that was that was something special, folks. That was uh, that was really something special tonight. Um, you know, and uh, I'm kind of speechless at how many folks, how many people called in. I'm really, I'm really, uh, and how well it went, <laughs> technically, because uh, your boy Benal can barely handle like two or three people, so and, uh, seven people on the show at once is is un, uh, unbelievable. And uh, um, you know, I, uh, I, I I've talked about this, I think, on the show before, but one of my favorite, I guess, it, my what how I celebrate Christmas Eve is that I watch It's a Wonderful Life. I'm that guy. And I, I watch it every year on Christmas Eve. Um, and and, and not, <laughs> not unlike tonight, I get, I get slowly, progressively uh, more intoxicated as the evening wears on until, uh, until the very end of the, sh- uh, of the movie. And, and in that last, that last 15 minutes just turns me into a, just, a, just a puddle of, uh, of emotion. And uh, I'm at risk of, of, of getting there right now because um, I think about that scene at the end where George Bailey opens the book and it says, remember, no man is a failure who has friends. And tonight, uh, really, and I am getting choked up, tonight really encompassed that in, in, in a huge way. Um uh, I, I want to thank so many people. I have a list here. Uh, at some point, I was like, I need to start writing these names down because so many people have called in to to uh, to join in on the Banal of America Christmas party. So I want to thank Aaron Goulias, Adam Sane, Jeremy Vaney, Pierogi Guy, Red Pill Junkie, Joshua Cutchin, Tiki Dombrowski, Greg Bishop, and Jason Offit. And, of course, I want to uh, extend enormous thanks to Steve Berg for acting as uh, the co-host, 
special guest of uh, the Banal of America Christmas party. I'm, I'm sorry that he got cut off um, in the process of of, uh, of, of trying to wrangle uh, all the callers at once, um, and then uh, the lady wouldn't let him back on. But uh, Steve was a huge huge part of this show, and as someone who loves Banal of America, who's a longtime listener, I kind of wanted to. Just like I said to him before we did the show, I'm like, who do you want to call in? He's like, just all your friends. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contact all my friends and tell them to call in. And, uh, and, and so many of them did tonight, and it really means a lot to me. Um, like I said, uh, uh, no man is a failure as friends. And tonight, uh, you know, that sentiment really hits home. Uh, so you know that next week we're going to have Greg Bishop on the show we're going to do the year in review. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a year in review. You know how it goes. We're going to talk about UFOs. We're going to talk about uh, Dietloff Pass. We're going to talk about, I'm right in the midst of my coast-to-coast year in review um, stuff. So I'm sort of really on top of what's happened in the last year. And I'll, I'll make sure Greg's up to speed on uh the different sort of uh, what I would categorize as the big stories. And uh, I'm sure we'll do a lot of talking about uh, the world of UFOs because that's, you know, been the biggest piece of the paranormal pie over the last uh, year. And uh, also uh, Bigfoot stuff and ghosts and everything else out of the sun, just all kinds of weird and wacky stuff. So it's the uh, 2021 year in review. That's going to be next week, uh, December 28th. 9 p.m. Eastern Time, same but all channel, same but all time. Um, yeah, I got. I, I discovered a little something special here in my uh, in my soundboard that we'll close out the show with. Um, so I want to I want to thank everybody who who joined us in the chat room. I didn't have time to write down those names, uh, but Zach Copley, Red Pill was in there. Stephen Strange, uh, we have fun official. They were all uh, in the chat room. This was really a happening tonight. This was <laughs> this went uh, this this really did go beyond my wildest expectations. It was really, 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 really awesome. And um, and and so with that, I want to wish you all a very merry Christmas, a happy new year, and we'll close it out with some final words from my dear friend Stanton Friedman. Until next time, this is Tim and all signing off. Remember the four basic rules for debunkers. They haven't changed any. Uh, don't bother me with the facts. My mind's made up. But the public doesn't know. I'm not going to tell them if you can't attack the data. Attack the people. It's easier. Nobody will know the difference. And do your research by proclamation. <laughs>